fucking kidding? Easter Bunny did this? All I said was the Easter Bunny at the Menlo Park Mall was more convincing. He just jumped the railing and knocked me down. He's fucking dead. I'll let it go. He's under a lot of pressure. What the hell happened to him? The guy in Easter Bunny suit kicked his ass. I had it coming. Fuck all that shit. Come on, Silent Bob. What really happened? All right, honey. Don't forget to look for your Easter eggs on Sunday. Bye-bye, Easter Bunny. All right, who's next? Uh, hey guys, hey guys, get away in line like everybody else. What the hell is this? This is for Brody. Hey there, this is Charlie, which is a party. Who's Bill? Modric. And Daniel. Yes. We fill up our consoles, various pieces of meat with Mr. Tiger's right? It's April, which usually means we watch some awful movies. And yeah, we watched an awful movie, but we're not going to talk about that a whole a whole lot. And yeah. we're just going to do what every other podcast in the world does and talk about our weeks. Probably at the end, I guess, after we talk a little bit about this yeah. incredibly boring, sad movie. So this happened because uh, we, we talked about Cats last week. And I was like, well, since we've opened up the door to talking about more recent terrible things... I was thinking, well, what's what, what what's something uh, aside from cats that's recent and notoriously terrible? And well, technically this week is your pick, but I suggested I was like, well, there's always the Happy Time Murders, uh, which is the awful, awful. Did that just come out last year? Mm-hmm, Jesus I think Christ, so. feels like a million years ago already. Uh, yeah, that's the uh, Brian Henson directed, actually produced by the Henson Company, comedy bomb. Uh, starring Melissa McCarthy and a whole bunch of other people no one gives a shit about. That it fucking bombed, it got terrible reviews, and I was like, that was the one thing that came out recently where I was like, I like how this is your episode and I'm blathering again. Um, but I was just like, well, that's, I mean, it's technically within our wheelhouse because we're both, you know, Muppet fans. And... (laughs) It's awful April, and we're a fan of bad movies. And I suggested mm-hmm. it, and you're like, ah, oh, fine, fuck it. And we both did watch it, but it's just... It's it's terrible, but it's not even terrible in a way that's even really worth talking about that much. It's just fucking boring. Mm-hmm. It's just... Mm-hmm. It's not, like, even worth making a conversation about whether or not it's, like, worse than Victor Victoria, because it's... It feels like the production values of it are just so... I, I don't know if it's part of it's because... I don't, all, I don't, I don't feel like the production values were that I, I, I Like, the special effects and all that stuff was good. Oh, but. man. I, maybe it was because uh, Happy Time Murders, uh, most of the star... Everyone who's not Melissa McCarthy or a puppet is, like, from The Office. Or mm. they're, they're TV actors. It's like Maya Rudolph, it's... Uh, Joel McHale, it's uh, the black. <laughs> what's his face? The black. Stanley. Stanley from The Office. Um. Oh God, yeah. That's when that when that's your other three stars are just a couple of randos from, uh, Community, The Office, and The Good Place. It's like, oh God. And man, did you read anything about the production of the Happy Time Murders? I think so, but I forget. So the movie cost $40 million. It only made half mm. that much at the box office. This is the horrifying part. This is this is the part that made my balls crawl into the back of my mouth. Is finding out that <laughs> Melissa McCarthy reportedly earned anywhere from a $10 million to a $17 million paycheck for that movie. Mm. That which is anywhere from one quarter to half of that $40 million budget. Meaning... You watch, uh, Happy Time Murders is already bad enough, but then when you watch that movie and you realize for every penny they spent on the puppets and the director and the actors and the people performing the puppets and all the special effects, 
Melissa Mar McCarthy herself earned, potentially earned, as just as much money that was spent on the entire rest of the production. It's fucking Melissa McCarthy. I, I did not hate Melissa McCarthy so much like some other people on the internet seem to. But between this and like Ghostbusters, not people on the internet. Not people, which is terrible because she was just. Uh, it, the funny thing is, she was in a movie that came out recently. It was like a little indie movie that was based off of the true story of this lady who, I guess, like in the early '80s, uh, she made a, a like a shitload of money forging letters written by celebrities, and she would forge these letters and sell them to New York uh, bookshops. And she she got by for years doing this, and she finally got exposed, and someone made a movie about this true life story. Melissa McCarthy, she played the, the the lady who did this. It was actually a really good movie, and it's probably the movie she made right after this, and it's probably making like 17 million dollars off of. The Happy Time Murders are probably what probably what let her make this this other little indie movie that I like so much. For she probably only got like paid like five thousand dollars to be in that movie, and so maybe something good did come out of the Happy Time Murders. But the Happy Time Murders itself is just man, especially knowing that's that's like what's become of the Henson Company these days is oof oof a do. Well, kind of, but they also did like the Dark Crystal, and I heard that's all right. Uh, yeah, so that's it, yeah. I kind of wonder how popular because I've heard so much stuff about how the Dark Crystal is good, but I've never seen it. I don't know anyone else has actually bothered to watch it too. I wonder if it's one of those things that's like really well reviewed, but like three people have seen it. Um, I don't know if they've been announced yeah, that there's going to be another season of that stuff either. But um, so I'm I'm glad to see at least they have the Netflix thing. So hopefully. Even if the Dark Crystal doesn't get another season, maybe they'll get a. Maybe they'll do. Maybe they'll bring back. They should bring back the storyteller, or something like that. Mm. But yeah, and the other thing too, I was watching the Happy Time Murders. I was like, it's really weird how you can kind of tell it's the Henson Company just from some of some of the puppet designs, but none of the puppets really look like. Like I thought there'd be more puppets who look kind of look like the Whatnots from the Muppets, because obviously they're not gonna have Muppet characters. But then I forgot that the Muppets are owned by Disney, so they kind of have to make. You can't have any Muppet characters. Like you can't even have characters who look like the Whatnots. They can't even look like the when the Watson Whatnots being the kind of generic background puppets, like yeah. you would see like in Sesame Street productions around the set. Like like not the identifiable Muppet characters, but like. Uh, yeah, just like, you know, like, there's a random pink person in the background with a red nose, that's just a whatnot. Um, like the but... blue dude, the Grover serves soup to. Yeah, it's... with the full of ball guy? I love, that's one of my yeah. sacred favorite Muppets, the best. And then I felt, also, I saw that they, uh, speaking of the Muppets, the Sesame Street, uh, I guess the, the, the Children's Television Workshop sued <laughs> this movie. Be, or I guess maybe the advertisers, because I guess part of the advertising campaign for the Happy Time Murders was a poster that said, No Sesame, All Street. And the people yeah. who own, because Sesame Street is now separate from the Muppets now. And and so the Sesame Street people were like, you can't fucking, I know you guys technically invented us, but we, we don't want our name invoked in this horse shit. And so they had to, they had to scotch that advertising campaign. And yeah. So what do you think about Happy Time Murders? It was, uh, you know, so all the trailers came out and everybody was like, this is dog shit. And I was like, you know, trailers can be done really bad. Exactly, It yeah. could be all right. There could be some funny moments. No, man. <laughs> well, that's the weird There were thing. like one or two parts. There were like one or two, maybe not even two, maybe like one part where I was like, eh, that, that was kind of funny. But boy, the, 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 the main character in this, the blue detective sucks ass. He's so bland and unfunny. Yeah. 
Like this design is boring. I... If they had, if they, if they had given him any kind of different character besides eyes and gumshoes, see, it, I think it could have worked better. But fuck, that character, he's so that character, dull. Yeah, that character made more sense after I read up about the history of the movie. Was I guess the original pitch for this movie was, uh, it was going to be a straight noir crime movie. It wasn't mm -hmm. going to be a. I mean, it was the idea was it was going to be a comedy, but the joke was that the movie was going to play the whole puppet thing totally straight, and never comment on the fact that anyone's a puppet or anything like that. Like, kind of more like Amer Team America, uh, World America Team Police, where like they yeah. let the fact that like all the puppets are taking this so seriously that's like the half the fun of the situation. And I guess at some point they decided, no, we have to point out the fact that everyone's a puppet, and even in even within the film, they're not like consistent like. Like, like, even, like, like, so they try to do a Roger Rabbit thing instead, where, like, the puppets are known to be pup, pup like, they're, like, they're known puppets. Like, everyone just acknowledges, okay, yeah. they're not humans. And, like Roger Rabbit, the puppets are, like, uh, a fucking beleaguered lower class that are, like, looked down upon by humans. Or, for, or at least for, like, the first five minutes of the movie. Yeah, the they, movie just they kind get, of forgets they... about that after the first five uh -huh. minutes. Yeah. yeah, it's the first thing. It's like, oh, racism against <laughs> puppets. And then the rest of the movie, it's like, I guess not. No, and so you think that that's going to be part of the plot or not? Nothing. And even then, they're like, there's a whole joke about how fucking Melissa McCarthy, she's got like a puppet liver because she got shot in the past and they had to like... But the movie goes out of its way to both show that the puppets are just filled with stuffing. And even like people are beating up yeah. on the main character. And he's like, you don't know, I, you know, I don't have any bones. You're just fluffing a pillow. And so either okay, movie, you either have to decide these do these characters have internal organs or not? Are they just made out like? And it's just like, I I know that's that's the least of that movie's problems in terms of like world building and stuff like that. But it's not even like consistent with like the world, like and and the, and even then the jokes, even all that stuff aside, just like the meat and potatoes, what you're doing, the jokes are not that good. No. The one big scene in this movie, which have you seen Team America World Police? Yeah. Um. Do you remember the puppet vomiting scene? Yeah, of course. Uh, that movie. <laughs> I I only saw that movie once in theaters, and I totally forgot everything else that happened in that movie. Aside aside from, is that the is that the movie where they have Kim Jong Un being all like, "I'm sure Ron Yes. Okay. But the puppet vomiting scene broke me so fundamentally <laughs> <laughs> well it goes on for so <laughs> long it circles back around to being funny exactly again. yeah and i i think there's a part where like it almost seems like the puppet breaks because suddenly like the, the the stream of vomits even gets more fucked up and like powerful and mm -hmm. uh, they try to do that same gag with uh there's a scene where the main character he comes and he comes silly string and that goes on they try to do the exact same thing where it's like they obviously wanted to do, also, like, a puppet vomiting thing. They were like, well, we can't do vomiting because Team America did that. What if we do it with, with this guy comes? And it's... And, you know, <laughs> hey, you know, that could have been, like, a surprise. Like, oh, man, I can't believe they're there. But they put it in the fucking trailers. Oh, they, they, I didn't even see the no. In the red band trailers, oh, yeah. God. They put all of the dirtiest jokes in this movie that, like, oh, look how edgy it is in the trailers. So yeah. once you go and actually watch the film... You're like I already I know how edgy this gets. It doesn't get any edgier than what they put in the trailers. Yeah, and it's just like. So what's the point? It's like the angry video game nerd movie, except it's with puppets. Like the, it's just the movie looks and like they do the weird thing too. Like I thought at least maybe they might do the thing where they would never show the characters below the waist, and it would be almost kind of mm -hmm. funny if they made jokes about how like the camera can't look down because that would break the reality of what they're showing. But no, the movie itself. And, like, there's a ton of shots in this movie where you see, like, puppets kind of walking around and doing stuff. 
Like the full yeah. body shots. And it looks awkward as hell. I appreciate how difficult that must have been. Especially for a movie. I mean, $40 million is a lot of money, but like for like the kind of the stuff they were trying to do with the special effects in this movie, that's not a lot. And it looks awkward and terrible when they do it. And again, kind of comparing that to Team America World Police, at least they made the fact that the puppets all look terrible is part of the joke, whereas in this one where the puppets look terrible when they're full body is not part of the joke, and it just makes the movie look awkward and weird in a way that doesn't intend to, and kind of like robs the movie even more of its comedic punch. Yeah. And, yeah, and it's like, I mean, it's also just a tired, tired trope, too. It's kind of built off on a tired idea, because I think we even talked about this one, talking about, like, Meet the Feebles, and... Now, Meet the Feebles did this exact same idea, making fun of the Muppets, like, 40 years ago. And... and you, but you can't say they did it better, Well, that movie sucked ass. Thing, yeah. <laughs> but even then, like, I felt like I was, like, watching, like, Crank Yankers. Uh, if you mix the Angry Video Game Nerd movie with Crank Yankers, that's what Ugh, happened. That's so... Oh, that's so sad, oh. yeah. Or, like... Oof. Did you ever, did you ever uh, listen to Avenue Q, the soundtrack for that play where it's all puppets and stuff, too? Uh, a couple of the songs, <laughs> And yeah. that's all about, like, you know, puppets having sex and stuff. Like, it's not, like, directly as crass as this, but it's still, you have Muppets saying, fuck me, and I love to get fucked in the ass, and it's all just, like... So, and, like, knowing that, I guess this movie was in production hell for, like, a decade and a half or something like that, too, and it would have been a little bit fresher if it had come out before, like all this other stuff but yeah and it's not even that interesting enough to remark like the mystery plot's not that interesting and it's that is the most predictable shit so okay if you haven't seen the movie <laughs> I, here's, you know what we're officially talking so about this what? more than i thought we would but yeah well i got some things to say about how bland and predictable this plot is so this it's a hard-boiled private detective oh which again would have made sense down if they on played his the street, luck, but yeah. whatever he goes either first, you know, first in the movie. He goes into his office after talking about racism that never Which, plays yeah. into the rest of the movie. Um, uh, there's a, a lady, hot quote unquote puppet lady in his God. office who hires him to do something. I don't remember something, what, something. but but then she is pushed aside for the rest of the movie once the plot starts happening of this all these characters from the Happy Time show that used to exist. That was the first like humans and puppets show that was on tv yeah. together um they start getting murdered one by one and her story is completely pushed to the side and you're like why would they even introduce this character unless she's obviously the murderer yeah. that's killing all these characters why is she and even then, there at the beginning then, was she like the brother of like one of the two to introduce her no her shit that's going on is completely separate from everything that's happening oh, okay but, yeah, because I'm trying to remember what her link, what, what, how she even gets the main character onto the. Oh yeah, okay, yeah. Um, but then you see a flashback of how he choked of shooting a a, a, a puppet in the head yeah. when it was holding Melissa McCarthy hostage and she got shot and all this, and you see that yes, he missed that puppet, but he accidentally killed another dude puppet with a daughter, and you're like, okay, the daughter's obviously and the daughter's this obviously chick. they just took like the head of like the older puppet, put it on like a puppet. And the, also the character design of that lady puppet is just so grotesque because they try to make a hot Muppet lady, which I can mm -hmm. see like maybe you don't just put Janice in a sexy dress, but <laughs> she just like whenever they try to like represent human features on a Muppet, it always just looks nasty. And but it's obviously just the same puppet. Now it's got purple hair. And then later they do a basic instinct joke, yeah, and then you see it has puppet yeah. uh, purple pubes, and that's not just. Like, 
Yeah, and that I was like, this is so utterly predictable. It's just like if somebody said, "Hey, what happened? What do you think happens in a detective noir story?" They're like, this. "Oh, femme fatale hires him, and it turns out she's the one behind it all." Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. And like even like the end battle takes place at this airport, and like not even like on an airplane, but like standing outside the airplane where the biggest action scene in the movie is the main puppet guy almost gets thrown into the engine of an airplane. And, like, not, like, a big 747, but, like, a little passenger jet. Like, how did this movie cost 40... Oh, it cost $40 million because fucking Melissa McCarthy had to gobble up half the budget. Because, uh, uh, yeah, otherwise the movie is just... It's a $20 million indie movie at that point. And... Yeah. And the, all the side characters are... They could have been something, yeah. but they, they fucked it all up so bad. Did you so see bad. that Kevin Clash was actually, like, the puppeteer of... Who, like, there's, like, a crack addict puppet... And I looked it up, mm -hmm. and yeah, actually, this is the, like, I guess they use the fact that this is the Henson Company's first R-rated production as a way to kind of, like, bring back Kevin Clash, like, a decade after his child abuse uh, allegations came came to light. They were like, I guess this is a, a way to ease him back into working for us without us having to, you know, because if he was working on a little on a production specifically aimed at kids, people would obviously get upset. But now because they're doing this... So, congrats to Kevin Clash, I guess? <laughs> Good on you, Elmo! Um, and yeah, the Muppet character, like, there's, uh, it shows you how, like, imaginatively bankrupt this movie is. Uh, one of the first things, one of the first big jokes in the movie is that Phil, the main detective character, he goes to a porn shop uh, to, mm -hmm. to follow up on some clues, oh, and in yeah. the back of the porn, this doesn't make, I guess they're making a porn at the porn shop? And there's a cow being Yeah, because he says, this business is so slow, I've just got into making it. Yeah, so, and yeah. they keep on repeating this, like, the, the, he keeps on having flashback to this milking cow for the rest of the movie. And, like, that joke wasn't yet that strong in the first place, much less that you keep on bringing it up like it's the most... Like, again, again, compared to Team America or Meet the Feebles, like, that joke ain't shit. Like, it's funny because it's like, I guess it's like a lactation porn joke. with, uh, But it's not like that, like... No, they could have Scandalous. used a lot of punch-up with that kind oh of stuff. Oh my god. So yeah, I don't know who wrote that movie. Did like, Brian Henson write that movie? Because he's a... Like, I don't know what the fuck. But... I mean, they're puppets. How do you not do a fisting joke? <laughs> There's... <laughs> And they show a pup, like a fucking, and I can say, well, maybe they can't show a fucking puppet pussy, but that's, like, they actually do that for one joke, and it's just the most passive, like, you're gonna do basic instinct joke, like, this movie from, like, 30 years ago, like, oh my fucking god. Fuck you, Happy Time Murders, you deserve to die. No, so it's, it doesn't boring. deserve to die. It deserves to be just left to obscurity and forgotten like it's going to be. I mean, it is, I did laugh when puppets it's get their even... heads blown off. That's always gonna make me laugh, but... That's no, just physical violence. No, they didn't need an excuse. They could have just been in, like a five-minute YouTube movie. It didn't have to be a forty million dollar uh, motion picture. But oh yeah. man, no, it's it's. I I'm just, like oh, Joel McHale sucks ass in it. <laughs> He's so fucking bad. Really? Like who? How? He? That's uh, the thing with the cast. It's like I I. This the is... only the only. The only one that I was okay with was the the dude from the office, the police chief. Yeah, and that's he, just because he seemed tired of the he seemed tired of the movie. Yeah. And Maya Rudolph, it was just funny because I actually don't hate Maya Rudolph. She, she always does the exact same shtick whenever she's in anything. And like fucking Joe McHale, he can't act. He can just only be Joe McHale. And it's just like, did, did they just like run out of money to actually go, like actually get any kind of like like was was who's who's the guy who who's, who's in all the Adam Sandler movies? Uh, Adam Schneider. Uh, no, wait. Oh. 
What's his face? Uh, Rob, Rob Schneider. Rob Schneider. Was Rob Schneider busy? Like, even he couldn't be bothered, so he had to get, like, Joel McHale? And, I don't know. And it's, like, it's funny, too, reading about the production of this, about, like, how the role that was eventually filled by Melissa McCarthy, it's totally one of those movies where that character is written so vaguely enough that, like, they'll just take any star who can deign to be in the movie. So, like, it, like, it could be any age, any gender, as long as they get a star. And I remember reading, like, originally it was, like, like there's, like, 15 different people they were hoping to be in that movie to play that character. From, like, everyone mm. from, like, Shaquille O'Neal to <laughs> who the fuck, like, all this other stuff. But, yeah. Um, yeah, it, it's, the jokes were just, besides the fact they were in the trailer, so you already knew they see, were coming in See, I didn't even see the trailer, so, yeah. They just were lazy. <sighs> really lazy and i wonder i wonder if someone from and head the headset like company I, actually wrote the script because that would be the only explanation for why how pedestrian that movie is like it's well, their no, first like, time like, writing an adult joke I've, I've i've mentioned it before if you go watch like some of puppet up which is like their alternative like it would be like kind of this but it's like live improv kind of like who's lying is related? it anyways yeah oh, okay. it's, no it's idea. there it's H A exclamation point is the Henson alternative. Oh, and that's is, the production shingle at the beginning of the movie. Yeah, oh, I didn't yeah. realize. I thought they only had which, that for just for this. Oh, okay. No, they have like a live kind of like whose line is it anyway? Uh, oh, that's a smart but, idea. But with puppets, and they they do it in Vegas, or they did it. I'm okay. not sure. Well, that's but that was entertaining. Idea. That was entertaining. I've watched some clips of that. They also did uh, No You Shut Up with Paul F. Tompkins, oh, where yeah. it was Aww. like a political roundtable with puppets <laughs> all doing improv. Okay. And that shit's funny. Yeah. They the performers are funny at improv, but in this, I, it's just, yeah, just, it's the script. It, they failed. It's just they're latched to the script. I mean, like, they, the, like again, the puppeteering itself is great. Like, so it's not like anything wrong with the performance or anything like that. Just everyone in, in the in charge of the movie is just terrible. It's funny to think that, like, this is from the same director who made fucking Miss Muppet Christmas Carol. That was great. We had a good time with that. But now, like, how far they've fallen. Holy shit. Man, and I've raved about how. Well, I also, I feel like they probably felt they needed to get as edgy as possible. But it's no like, so toothless and we, not edgy. What can we, what can we get away God, with? Oh, yeah. The, the puppets in a porn. Puppet you know jizz yeah. out of everything it's as much as we can and again it already been beat to the punch i was gonna like i keep on saying like if they put this out before the internet happened before youtube was the thing maybe it would have felt edgier like 20 years ago but even they, they, like me the feebles did the exact same thing 40 years ago and it was edgier than this and oh god yeah yeah yeah, it's 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 sad. It's, I it I, I really wish it had I really wish it had been good so we could have gotten more like Yeah, we can't even do a uh, proper episode out of it puppet, there's nothing to talk about. More mature puppet shit in this, but man. I couldn't even think of a single gag in the movie that I thought I mean it's a little bit funny when like the one the crackhead puppet they find his body beneath a pier and they're like, Everyone's gotta turn your head away, this is gonna be too gruesome and you're like, Oh, is he gonna be bloody and fucked up? Like, no, they're just like swinging him out to dry him out. Yeah. <laughs> Which I thought that was kinda of funny. And <laughs> yeah, there's there's, there's a couple smart like okay, I could see yeah, yeah. smart ideas just executed poorly. Yeah. I can't believe why. Uh, anyway, I'm sorry for the happy time partners. We've committed violence against ourselves. Uh, what else been going? We on? We were gonna watch it eventually, one way or another. Even if it wasn't for this, it would have been yeah. Curiosity would have gotten related. the better of us. Yeah, and I still if we're gonna, if I'm gonna talk about Brian Henson, I'm still gonna mention that if you have the ability to go back, I don't know where you would find it these days. But yeah, the Sci-Fi Network, uh, like five or six years ago, had the Jim Henson Creature Shop Challenge, which was judged mm, by mm -hmm. Brian Henson. It was a reality show for only had like one ten episode season where. 
Uh, they got a bunch that of, is a really good show. Yeah, they got a bunch of random people to uh, do puppet making contest stuff, and whoever won the show actually be got to got a got to become part of the Henson Company, and it was really. Cool. <laughs> they wrote this script. <laughs> That's your first job. You've got. We're gonna gonna give you a single afternoon to write this movie. We only have the title idea. It's called a happy. Even the title of the movie is so boring. I had to look it up to see. Like I had to type in like Muppet, Muppet sex movie, and I was like, oh, the Happy Time Murders. That's so it. Like oh god. So, yeah, go watch the Jim Henson Creature Shop Challenge instead of this if you can. But. Yeah, or watch No You Shut Up or clips of yeah, uh, Pup It Up. I, I, I'm glad to see at least that Henson Alternative shingle has actually done other things. It's not just this, but it's one of those things I kind of surprised Henson. That's why I'm so glad they have the Netflix thing, too, so I'm kind of surprised the Henson Company is even still around these days, because who gives a... Uh, and we've gone off about this before, about how they seem to be making a comeback with the Muppet movie. Well, I guess that's Disney, not really the Henson Company. I was going to say with the Muppet movie from 10 years ago, but even the Muppet comeback failed out. And so I, I forgot that the Henson Company is not no longer involved. They have to go back. Like, the Muppet TV show that came out a couple years ago and failed, they had to have gone back and had the Henson Company do the puppets for that, right? Because Disney's not going to... With the Henson Company right there, they wouldn't like come up with their own in-house puppet building. I don't know. I don't uh, even want to think about it because the whole situation so sad. Uh, th this is part of the episode where we start bitching about Animal Crossing. <laughs> Oh, it's Funny so bad. Day. If, you th if you thought, oh, fucking oh. Happy Times murders were, try to get a Sky Edge. Oh, Fuck. God. Which is How funny. many Sky Edges do you want? Yeah, as, as we're recording this, this is uh, the second Sunday after Animal came out. Animal Crossing came out like two days and like three days, uh, two, two weeks and three days ago. Uh, the, yeah, this is, we're, we're talking on April 4th, 2020. Uh, Animal Crossing was doing pretty good until the Bunny Day event happened a couple days ago, and it's already <laughs> notorious for just how much it's just fucked up everybody. You want to catch some fish? Too bad. God, you know what? I was not actually complaining about the Bunny Day event until this morning, where it's for the first time I dug up like half a dozen little spots on the ground, and only two of them had fossils today. I know they've said that they're not replacing the fossils with the eggs, they're just, like, in addition to the fossils that are already gener being generated in your town. But today, it seemed like... Uh, maybe I just had bad luck, and there's still a couple more fossils I have to go out in my town and dig up. Yeah, I would but, imagine. Oh my, it just feels like the game is just spamming you with these eggs. Which, I mean, it is. But, oh, and I'm just... Oh, yeah, you, you gotta make all that shit before he comes back to haunt your town so you can get whatever treat he's gonna give you. Yeah, and this is something else I pointed out on Twitter, too. This wouldn't have been so bad if this event hadn't happened just less than two weeks after the game started, where everyone's still in the early phase of the game and trying... Everyone's dying for resources to craft stuff, because that's how you unlock more stuff in the game. And for yes, this to come in... everybody's dying for resources. <laughs> well, you know, I, 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 I am shocked at the number of people on my friends list whose towns I've visited. They already have their house maxed out. They've already got the fucking terraforming shit unlocked. Oh, you, you said you were going to get your terraforming stuff unlocked today. Did that happen? Yes. Did you have your uh, experiment with it all? A little bit here. Man, and there, I need yeah. to figure out how do you dig down? Because um, I want to, like... I, you probably can't dig... <sighs> down unless you have the stuff above you see that's what i'm wondering because i saw somebody uh I saw, there was a great picture where somebody i guess maybe yeah somebody had uh built a archaeological dig next to their museum and they had somehow at least from the image i saw maybe they had built a cliff a, a big tall cliff and put their um museum on top of it 
but they had somehow dug a couple rings down into the ground and had like dinosaur bones at the bottom and had put like a fence around the top so it looked like an actual like little cartoony archaeological dig and i was like oh that's great but yeah aside from digging down yeah, because when you unlock the f terraforming tools, and if you use that, you only dig down one square enough just to expose water. That's essentially how you make new rivers and lakes, but that, yeah, okay. Um, yeah, I just got terraforming uh, yesterday myself. I got KK... It was great, because KK Slater came in on a Saturday and was perfect, and he did his little inaugural concert. Um, I was a little bummed because I thought he would come back last night, because it was Saturday night. Mm. And I guess he, that doesn't happen. He like if, if you happen to unlock KK Slater on a Saturday, he just shows up first thing in the morning. Oh, what a bummer! Well, I was hoping to get some music because I like going up to KK Slater and saying, "Hey, give me, give me some KK Condor or whatever." Mm. Um, speaking of which, did you end up uh, giving Phil his copy of KK Writer? No, oh, I haven't yeah. seen him online yet. That it's able to <clears> have you have you actually uh, communicated with him directly where you can send him by mail? No, he hasn't come to my island. No, that's what I'm saying, because, yeah, you can't send mail to anyone who who you haven't, like, actually run into in the game yet. Um, but, yes, how, how are you feeling about the game so far? It's great. Um, I'm sure I have problems with it, but I have a bit of a break now. Yeah. I've got my, my orchard, my... Yeah, you're doing so many trees. Oh, you were also very sweet, too, because, uh, I was, I was raging about how, um... Uh, one of the first tier of Nook Miles stuff you can order from the Nook Miles catalog includes a giant Godzilla statue. Um, and I guess uh, everyone gets a different colored Godzilla statue that becomes available to unlock with the Nook Miles points, depending on your town, like whatever color is randomly generated for your town. And I got like a stupid like pinkish purple one, and I was like, I want a Godzilla statue, but I don't want that color. And you were like, oh, I got a black one. And I was like, oh man, that's so cool. And then you gifted it to me. That's like 5,000 Nook Miles. You could have gone to like, almost like three Mystery Islands for the cost of that one fucking Godzilla statue that sent me. So now he's guarding he's guarding the entrance to my village now. Thank you very, very, very much. Yeah, I only had 60,000 Nook Miles 60? after that. You're out of your fucking mind. How did you... <laughs> I guess you haven't been spending your Nook Miles because, oh my god. Yeah, so-so. Yeah, I've been kind of going nuts with the Nook Miles like because the... Yeah, I bought like soda machines and stuff like that for my town square. I'm a little, I'm a little bummed that you can't like put stuff in the proper town square, which I can see why because that's where they're gonna have like where KK Slider shows up or where any kind of like like holiday centric stuff will happen in that town square, so they want that clear. But it is a little bit bummer because it's so it's such a nice obvious place to put stuff. And mm -hmm. at least your town size is actually kind of decent, so you can actually create little zones. Like, hey, I, I love the fact that you have your own apple orchard. I never thought about just taking... Because they've made it really easy in this game to, like, if you eat a fruit, you can just dig up a whole tree and replant it somewhere mm -hmm. else. And that's one of the, that is one of the good quality of life uh, improvements made to the game. And so it was really easy just to have to take all your trees and put them in an orchard. And I've been seeing people do that, and that looks really nice because you get lost in the trees, and it's all kind of nice and stuff. And... Um, yeah, your town is, and have, you, you haven't begun to max out your house yet, though, right? No, I've got, I'm, I'll probably get the, the, not the last payment paid off today, but the one right before that. Yeah, I'm kind of surprised because, um, even aside from just improving your house, there is a practical value in that because as you upgrade your house, you also get more storage in yeah. your house, and, oh, that's right, because... In order to increase the storage on your character, that's just a permit you have to buy. Or not a permit, but like that's like something I think you have to, have to redeem with Nook Miles, though. But yeah, yes. you get, like, I think, uh, like, once you've got 
your house completely paid off. You unlock like 400 storage slots at your house at least. Uh, I think I'm at 350 right now, so it'd probably be like 500. Maybe. Okay, yeah. Um, yeah, I've got my, I've got the next to last, uh, house upgrade right now. So I've got an attic. I need to get a basement. Mm. And I gotta get the basement to make my dungeon, like I didn't move. <laughs> you know what? In all the previous Animal Crossing games, I always had a dedicated room for all the Nintendo stuff, and I haven't seen any Nintendo stuff in the game yet. I'm curious. Mm. I'm sure there will be some, but I'm kind of wondering. Like, there's basically stuff like, there's no coffee shop, and I'm wondering if there's ever going to be an ability. I mean, that, well, the one nice thing with Nintendo's gotten really good with DLC, so I'm sure... Like, if there's nothing in the game right now where you can unlock a coffee shop, I'm sure they can add that later. But it is kind of weird. There's some basic things that are missing from the game. And I am bummed that, like, I was down on Animal Crossing before it came out. Because I was, like, really afraid because Animal Crossing had not evolved that much over the years. And I was not impressed by the Animal Crossing new... What was not... What's the name of the app? The camping one. Oh, Pocket, Pocket Camp. Pocket Camp. Because I was mystified by that, by first opening it up, and they're like, okay, you gotta do all this crafting shit. I'm like, I don't wanna craft, I just wanna do Animal Crossing stuff. Which is funny how I've so easily caught into the crafting stuff in this game. But at least there's a core, there's still the core Animal Crossing experience, the crafting stuff is layered on top of that. Where it's, yeah, that seemed to yeah. be the whole point of the, the, the camping game, at least from what I saw. Uh, but I saw some people were complaining about how, despite the mobile game being so crafting-centric, I guess the mobile game did a really good job of changing... Uh, how you interact with villagers, where you can actually level up your friendships with them, and anything you craft in the game and put out in... in I guess it's not a town, I guess you just have a little tent village. But anything you put out yeah. uh, for uh, in the tent village, the villagers will use that stuff. And, and like, I saw people were actually kind of disappointed that none of that stuff made it into uh, New Horizons. Which, that is, it is weird that Animal Crossing's been going on for 10 years now, and technically the thing that is kind of the core of the game, which is your relationship with the villagers, has not evolved at all. At the most, you, I even forgot you could do this, you had to point, point it out to me, is the fact that you can give villagers clothing, and they'll put on clothes. Mm. Mm -hmm. Which I did see. Yeah, you, you got a villager you hate, put him in something stupid. <laughs> yeah, you have a little frog cowboy, and that is very cute. Um, yeah. And <laughs> now that I unlocked KK Slider yesterday... Uh, because part of the part part of the game is, um, you have to do all this stuff to unlock. You can't un 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 unlike previous gamers, KK Slider would just show up automatically in your town. Now you have to earn the right for him to show up. You must earn. <laughs> well, you got it. Yeah. Well, one of the things you have to get ten villagers in your town, and because I wanted to do that qu more quickly, I just took on whatever shit ass villagers I could find. <laughs> And now that yeah. I've got KK, I've unlocked KK Slider. Now I'm trying to move, force most of my villagers to move out so I can get better ones. And I thought you could do that because there's the thing when, um, eventually the residential services thing. Eventually Tom Nook, he's just hanging out in his own little uh, tent, but you can upgrade that into its own residential services building. That's where Isabel shows up eventually. And you talk to Isabel, and she'll say, and one of the options is she'll talk to villagers about either how they talk or how they dress. Which makes it sound like there's some slutty villagers I have to worry about complaining about this game. Like, why is that an option? Uh, and I thought maybe complaining to Isabel about these villagers, about the way they talk and the way they dress, would be a way to kind of push villagers out of the game. According to the internet, no. All that does is resets either if they've learned a catchphrase that you don't like or if they're dressing in a way that you don't like. Asking her to talk yeah. to the villagers about either of those things will just reset those things. 
The, I, uh, but it seems like not talking to the villagers that you don't like is the best way to get them to move out. And thank Christ, one of the first villagers I got in the game that wasn't part of like the two original core ones, or this like I've got this pink lipped gal, this pink alligator, who moved in. Who fucking oh my! I hate. Aside from like two of my villagers, I hate all my fucking villagers. She finally came up to me and was like, "Hey, I don't know. I'm thinking about moving on." And I was like, "Yeah, get the fuck out of here. I want some fucking cool villagers. Get the fuck out." And uh, so yeah, I guess ignoring villagers is the only way to kind of get them to move out now. So yeah, I didn't openly ignore my stupid rhinoceros. Oh, and did she leave? Is moving out. Uh, she's moving out today. I actually that shows the spe it speaks to how poor poorly I think of my villagers that like I actually kind of lust after because that rhinoceros has a strawberry nose. Is it meringue mm -hmm. the rhinoceros? Yeah. yeah, yeah, and I thought that was actually kind of cute. Um, is she mm. does she have like the snotty personality type? I don't know what her personality God, type is. Like, Every, I think everyone who's moved into so. my town, except I got like a hippopotamus, who's kind of a he's kind of like a snob, but like a different kind of snob. All the kids difficult to look he, at. He's he's actually one of my better villagers. All my other vi yeah. villagers are either jocks or the snotty type. Unless, like, oh my god, we're, like, because in the past I've been so lucky with getting, like, the easygoing, relaxing, fun villagers. And I haven't gotten mm -hmm. any of those guys yet. It's on top of, like, there's also just a bunch of cool-looking villagers that I haven't gotten yet either, so. So I've got both villagers who are ugly to look at and also <laughs> ugly personalities. I don't want to deal with any of these high-strong assholes. Yeah. So, who would do? But yeah, it's 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 good. I really do. What do you think about how they've shaped like the first two weeks of the game? Where instead of being like, because the whole thing of Animal Crossing, they've always advertised it with is like, okay, it's freedom, you can do whatever you want. But now they've shaped the beginning of the game to actually like, there's milestones and achievements. Yeah, you, you have to unlock KK Slider, you have to unlock Isabel. What do you think about that stuff? That's fine. Okay. It gives me it, it's something to do. I mean, rather than just. D constantly buying stuff at, at the sh uh, shopping center hoping that you eventually unlock the yeah. next tier um like i said i was worried about the crafting and i was trying not to get myself too excited about uh, a new animal crossing game because i always forget like animal crossing i get so hyped for it and then i start playing and i'm like oh that's right i'm just doing collecting bugs and just doing this and doing that at least with the crafting and the crafting missions they give you in the this game it does f there's more like a feeling of leveling up and, like, there's more of a shape to the game design, which I kind of appreciate. You feel like there's it's more it's more goal-oriented than Animal Crossing games have been in the past. At least until you've unlocked mm -hmm. everything, like KK Slider and the residential services. And that at that point, the game pretty much just becomes, like, a classic Animal Crossing game, just with, like, the kind of the ability to craft on top. Although, it'll be interesting to see how my opinion of that changes in a couple weeks once I've gotten used to the terraforming stuff, because it seems like the terraforming stuff... I mean, granted, the day-to-day -day stuff in your town will still stay the same, where it's just, like, catching bugs and filling out your museum. But, like, the terraforming, I'm kind of... I'm almost kind of scared of it, because that creates so many new options for how you could fuck with your town. I could see this just becoming a fuck with your town simulator for the rest of your, for the rest of my life playing this game because well, yeah if you're a monster I, have you seen like the one of the things i saw where someone created like this waterfall trough leading up yeah. to their house and it looks so cool and they had i don't understand how people have gotten like unlocked all the best items in the game because all I kinds of crazy i know people time are time travel. traveling but oh my! And the game's but still the game's only been out for two weeks. It's still even if you're playing 24 hours a day for the last two weeks, I still don't understand. Oh my god! 
Yeah, I've actually yeah. created a. No, I want I want my that town to be as easy to navigate as possible. I yeah, that's another giant thing. Waterfalls yeah. and I want good through lines so I can run to every part looking for fossils in the morning to easily do that. Have you started laying down pads and stuff like that too? Yeah. Okay. And that's the other terraform. I, I was doing that with just designs before I got the terraforming. Yeah. Oh, and that's right, because you have like the gray bricks laid down. They kind of look like yeah. Mega Man bricks. Um, yeah. yeah, and that actually look really good. Have you created any custom clothing? Uh, no. Okay. Uh, this is the. I created a purple tentacle flag from Day of the Tentacle. Oh, yeah, that was cool. And uh, I drew a Luigi for my bedspread, but that's that was very it. nice. Um,. This is the other thing with they've made it slightly easier to go to other people's towns and stuff like that. It is still kind of ridiculous when you go to the Dodo Airlines. Like you have to like press there's like you have to nav navigate through like half a dozen different menus just to finally get on a fucking airplane to go visit a friend. Um yeah. but they have made it relatively easy just to go to someone else's town and hang out. And with that in mind, I have to like the worst thing I've done is I um I found out that when you you can customize some items like you can like if you get in a magazine to put in your house you can customize it so it's like a magazine mm -hmm. about art or like modeling your cars um i think and my friend annie she gave me like a cartoonist set which is just just like like some some uh, bristol board and a little pen and ink thing that you just put on a desk somewhere and i saw that you can customize the image of what's on the uh, the piece of paper in that cartoonist set and so i created a pair of tits and just wrote the word tits, because of course that would be what, if you walked into my house in real life and saw what I was drawing, it's probably a pair of tits. And so now, I, but you butt. have to do that by taking a, a custom applied texture and applying it to that, to that, to that item. So I had to create a yeah. tits texture item. And then I unlocked a, um, you can get like, unlock like a fruit stand that you can put your own personalized textures on. And I, mm -hmm. I threw the tits texture on there. So it looks like I'm just selling tits. And that's the nice. only terrible thing I've done where, like, if you if, if, if anyone's, like, playing the game in my town that they have to watch out with their kids. Because it actually does say tits, too. It's not just a picture of tits. Gotta watch out for them tits. So, yeah, I'm trying to make my town relatively safe. I have not been teaching any of my villagers to swear or anything like that. Now, I haven't mm. actually seen that option yet. I guess there must that must be in there if, if you can tell Isabel to, to tell them to stop. No, maybe they've replaced the catchphrase thing that you can type into. Because I saw... The villagers will, they'll learn the, like, because when you, your character, you can create a passport, and you can kind of create a little nickname for yourself, based off of Nook Miles achievements you've gotten. And I've seen some of the animals talking about, I don't know, so. But, yeah, there's some really weird. Uh, yeah, I'm, a, I'm an inexperienced grandpa. <laughs> I've been a, a late night crybaby. <laughs> I, mm -hmm. I think yeah, my animals won't shut up about the late night crybaby that came. That's great, um, and but I have been having a good time. Bunny day stuff aside, although I do like the look of some of the bunny day stuff you can make. There's a really cool lamp. Um, I do mm -hmm. like there's a big nest egg <laughs> bed that you can make. Um, but the many bunny day I I do like the fact that like was it Zipper the Easter Bunny is obviously just a human in his suit and a very uncomfortable suit. And whenever mm -hmm. you're not talking to him directly, he's like panting and kind of sweating inside the suit and kind of having a panic attack, which is pretty cute. But yeah, there's some weird... <laughs> Adorable panic attack. Yeah. <laughs> I'm the kind of person who thinks some panic attacks could be very cute. Um, it means that the, pernest, the person having the panic, uh, panic attack is earnest. Um, but yeah, there's some weird UI stuff. Like, 
It's weird that they make you buy a UI ring for, like, a tool ring for your tools, just so you can use them more easily. Um, yeah. That was the kind of thing I was afraid of when I saw that they were introducing crafting in Animal Crossing. I thought they were that they would be doing more. At the same time, it's one of the first things. It's, it's cheap. pretty easy to do. Yeah. yeah. Um, but it's weird that like tools are like tools should not be in your basic inventory, especially. No. Uh, definitely. This not. is the other thing. This is uh, this is the thing that made me realize why some people are really angry at Bunny Day Two is are the people who haven't up upgraded their personal inventory yet. And so it's bad enough, like, it's really hard to carry everything you want to in the early parts of the game, but, like, if half the things you're carrying are fucking Easter Easter eggs, oh my yeah. god, I can see why you'd be fucking outraged. Um, I've seen some people who are buying the game now who are actually forwarding the clock by two weeks just to avoid all this bunny day stuff because <laughs> they don't want to have to deal with this while they're trying to, like, like get all the upgrades, the early upgrades of their house and everything like that. Um, yeah. And it's weird, too, because this game also introduced backpacks, so you'd think, if anything, there would be, like, a separate inventory menu for the backpacks that maybe you could offload the tools into, but no, the backpacks are just completely... they don't do anything, they're just Yeah, backpacks. but then the backpacks would basically be a requirement, and, yeah, that's true. and then you Although, want people to dress the way they want. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shut up, stop making sense. Um, okay. <laughs> but even UI stuff, like, I was trying to send you a long letter as a thank you for the Godzilla that you sent me. And I forgot, like, mm -hmm. the text, like, typing the letters in this game. Like... Oh, it's easier to take the Switch out and do it with the... Yeah. Well, and did you the, see that you could actually screen, use the Nintendo app on your that. phone? Oh, yeah. If you can yeah. use that. Um, but, like, when you're typing stuff in the game, it doesn't know, like, if like if, if, if a word gets cut off in the middle at the end of a line. Instead of just bumping yeah. the word to the next line, it just cuts the word in two, which is just basic, like... Have you guys used, like, any kind of texting software in the last 20 years? Like, what are you doing? <laughs> it's like it's Nintendo uh, yeah, or something. Yeah, and... Yeah, again, like I said, the fact that there is no way to meaningfully interact or level up friendship with the villagers is weird. Um, you probably get their photos like you did in past Animal Crossing. Oh, did you see how? You can get posters of them. Ooh! Ooh. <laughs> with the amiibo cards. Have you gone to Harv's Island yet? Yeah. Now, that guy's a weirdo. They really did make his photo studio seem like you're gonna get fucking Blair Witched or something out there. Um, yeah, I did get... I've only got a couple of the... I've got Amiibo of all the main characters. I got, like, Amiibo of, like, Cap'n and Isabel. And if you scan your Amiibos in there, then you can buy... I think you can redeem Nook points for posters mm. of any characters whose Amiibos you scan at Harv's Island. Uh, and so, actually, and it's funny, I've had some people actually request me that I buy them posters and gift them. So if you if you need an Isabelle or Tom Nook poster, or KK Slider poster, I can hook you up. Do, do you not have the, the Animal Crossing Amiibo? No. Well, uh, I don't. I only, like, purchased Amiibos that I thought were interesting or yeah. I could use in Zelda. I did have to, like, blow the dust off my Amiibos to use them game the animal the couple of animal crossing ones i saw that they're republishing the animal crossing cards this summer which mm. is smart and i'm kicking myself for not having like you could have bought the entire set of animal crossing cards like a year ago for like ten dollars and sold them now for like a yeah. hundred but yes yeah. yeah and i guess that's the easiest way to get the villagers you want because i guess if you just scan one of those cards and they'll just like essentially like gift you that villager um, I do. Well, they'll come to your camping site, and then you can. The camping site is a nice thing to actually give you the opportunity to essentially audition villagers, and I guess that doesn't guarantee you're going to get that villager, but at least instead of the villager moving in be completely random, at least you can kind of get a preview and kind of pick and choose which ones you want to get. Um, yeah. 
as as I clear out most of the people out of my town, I'm I'm, I'm assuming that's gonna become a much more valuable thing to me in the future. Yeah, just don't talk to them twice because they will you know, they'll be like, hey, should I move in here? And your options are like, yeah, definitely, and sure. Yeah, I just thanks, game. Like what? <laughs> thanks, guys. <laughs> I don't want this asshole moving in, but now he's gotta. Maybe if I leave him till the next day, he'll just go go away. No, he's still there, still camping, waiting for me to pick his plot. Great. Uh, so what's your immediate goals with the game? You, like any kind of specific stuff you want to do with terraforming or anything you're trying to do with your house or the village entirely or anything? I have, I have no layout ideas oh, okay. for the town. Um, no, I just finish leveling up the house, pay off the debts. Yeah. Um, I wonder what... Build up the museum. Oh, I was going to say, I guess... I was wondering if you get anything special once you pay off your house. Not just unlock the last... Uh, upgrade, but uh, paid off that last upgrade too, which I think is like three and a half million bells. I think that's you... quite the jump from the like seven fifty it is right yeah, now. Yeah, exactly. I think it's seven fifty, and then to a million and a half because I owe a million and a half because I think I'm one upgrade above you, and then mm. I think it's like three fifty to pay off the last, essentially pay off the yeah, basement okay. of your house. And I think once you do that, you get an extra bunch of customization options for the outside of your house. I don't know if you get anything special. I saw that- I don't feel- I- I- No, because shouldn't it be- You should be on the last one, and then if you just need a basement, because what else would you be getting upgraded after the basement? Well, the idea is that, like- three rooms well, in the Well, you have main, to remember that you're paying this stuff for it, so once you unlock the basement, you're still- You have to pay off the basement afterwards, and that would be paying off the rest of your house. So like oh, okay. like so and I true, think true, true. I technically the basement costs three and a half million because I I because gotcha. I have to pay no wait that makes sense yeah, yeah. does it okay because I've got the attic no, oh yeah because the million because I owe a million and a half now and that's that's paying for the attic I just got that's what it yes is. and so I pay that off I get the basement and then I have to pay a three three point five million for the basement and then I'm paid off entirely. I would guess my guess because I really kind of avoided everything about learning about this like. Uh, trailer wise and mm -hmm. Nintendo Directs and everything, just because I, I, it's Animal Crossing. How often do you get a new Animal Crossing? Yeah, that's good. Cool. But my my guess would be when you pay off the final one, you get like more decoration options for the outside. Oh, that's that's what I'm saying. That's like, what I think is really. Although do I do it. like Cause right now, yeah, I can get a, the door, the roof, and the uh, uh, mailbox. Uh, unlocking the attic gets you extra siding options, which I haven't seen yet because I, I since I spent all my money, I don't have any money left. And so I don't yeah. have the $5,000 because it's weird, too, because if you want to change anything about your house, you have to, like, have $5,000 in your pocket just to even see what the options are. Um, so I'm not quite sure what, how robust the, the siding options are. There are a lot of door options. I was genuinely surprised. Yeah. And I think when I also got the attic, they also gave me the ability to move my mailbox. It doesn't have to be, like, right next to my house, which doesn't sound like that's mm. interesting, but I guess more options are better than none, but... Yeah. yeah, and yeah, as long as I just want my Nintendo basement back. That's all I care about. I want a big fire bar and a Triforce, and I'll see about mm. that. Man, why don't they just put... Since everyone, since almost everyone who's going to own this game, which is going to be literally everyone, because this is, like, incredibly pop... Did you see that, like, stores are, you know, because we're in the middle of the uh, coronavirus stuff, stores are putting out, like, a list of the stuff that they're out of out in the front door so people aren't like, wasting their time coming into the store. And they'll put out a list saying, okay, we're out of bat we're out of toilet paper, we're out of milk, we're out of, to uh, we're out of eggs. And a lot of stores are also saying, we'd have no switches. Like, we're not, mm. like, and so I guess it's that popular that people, like, there's a, there's a run on switches right now. Uh, because, yeah, people fucking, I mean, I think there would be a run on switches anyway, just because it's 
like the cheapest console that's out there now and it's you know nintendo so it's filled with like comfort games but yeah yeah man they they really struck a gold mine by launching that game right in the middle of all this and that's it's such a nice it's almost like nintendo planned it <laughs> and it did come from asia both this and the fires hey ah! nintendo chin stroke where chin were stroke. you months ago oh no Except, um, you know, there's some fucking nut job out there that actually believes oh, that. Oh, yeah, no, there's already, like, there's a whole thing about, like, China, like, genetically engineered this to fuck us over and all, so. Um, but, yeah, so that's Well, I mean, crossing. specifically, Nintendo did this for I Animal mean, they can't, you, know, you know, that one, once Awada died, they just lost their minds, and... Yeah, it turns out it was just Reggie quitting. He was the only one who was like, you can't... We can't release a nanovirus just to boost sales of Animal Crossing. <laughs> as soon as Reggie left, they were like, ha, 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 ha. Um, so. <laughs> but yeah, Animal Crossing, it's still fun, even though... And it'll be interesting to see how it grows. Um, my... Yeah. Uh, because you know, DLC, they patch in all kinds of crazy stuff, I would love to see them patch in... Because, yeah, it, while I was saying with the, the Nintendo Online stuff, you could assume that most people who have the online... who Most people who own the Animal Crossing are going to want to be able to play it online, so they probably get the on Nintendo Online service. Nintendo Online service comes with all those free... NES and Super Nintendo games, just make those games, just make it so you can access those games through Animal Crossing by letting you, like, collect the cartridges and have, like, a little Nintendo in your house. A little Nintendo console. Mm. Have a Super Nintendo. Have an 8-bit NES console. That'd be great! This would pull and put this game right back at the ranks of the original game. With, oh my, I just, it's, it's, it's such a stupid thing, because, like, I could just, I could just play all those games just on my Switch elsewhere, but just... Making it inside Animal Crossing would be so... Hmm, I love it so much. Um, yeah, that's not going to happen. And the, the, the thing is t that bums me out is... If they did something like Bunny Day um, at Christmas, after everyone's already gotten used to the game, I would totally love to spend two weeks collecting Christmas-themed stuff to build Christmas crafting things for myself in the town. And I'm kind of mm -hmm. worried that like they're going to get so scared by the, the, the unilateral hatred of Bunny Day. That they're gonna make nah. all the future uh nah, they don't give a shit. super lame. That's this is one of those rare chances where I hope Nintendo they already, they does already not have pay attention to anybody. They already have them all planned out. They're already in the game. Well, but that's what I say. With 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 all the updates and DLC and stuff, they could go at back in and patch things around and, and I don't know. We'll see. But they do have a chance to keep Animal Crossing alive for a lot longer than previous games just because they can like I can't imagine what paid well, yeah. DLC for this game would look like. But you know it's I coming. Think, I don't know about paid. I think... Animal Crossing New Leaf had DLC in it, and it wasn't yeah. paid. But, uh, but, but uh, there would be... I mean, but that's the thing. Nintendo never really charges much for its DLC, so if it was paid, it would be something that you would go, like, okay, I can see why they're charging for it, and it probably wouldn't be that much. I'm wondering... Like, imagine if they made it so that, like, paid DLC, like, lets you, like... Oh, God... That would both piss people off, but also make people very happy. Like, what if paid DLC lets you expand your house even farther? Like, the interior is just made... Because mm. it's it does kind of suck, because right now... <laughs> I can hear the thumb play. Yeah. I assume, are you playing Animal Crossing? <laughs> no, I would never. Because I've been hearing the thumb clicks while we've been talking all day. <laughs> uh, but... It, 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 it does suck that, like, right now, no matter how much you upgrade your house, like, the extra rooms that you get are all very tiny, except for the attic yeah. and the basement. The, the two extra rooms, the wings you get on the on the ground floor, are pretty much the starting size room, 
And so they're like, if you could like plump that up to the size of like your main room, which in and of itself is not that big. It's only half the size of like the attic or basement. That'd be nice. And yeah. we'll see. I mean, there's basic memory issues. Like, Nintendo can't make all this stuff super big, but we'll see. And like I said, if they could just patch in some more like, you know, friendship options with the villagers and stuff, that'd be cool. Or even more new villagers or something. Like, who knows? Give that art wing back to the museum. That is, more that's well, that's one of the weird things. Like between, I feel like I'm almost done with the dinosaur bones already. Yeah, you know what? Actually, it's funny. I've got most of the dinosaur bones for the main dinosaur hall. I I'm weirdly lacking in in stuff for the opening hall for the for the bones exhibit. For like, it's when you first go downstairs that like where it's like the bunch of little uh, dark brown pedestals. Most of those are empty, but the dinosaur hall itself is actually pretty well filled out. Um, yeah. Oh, did you get like what? Did you get the fish you needed before March ended? Yes, because oh, I know that was a big deal March with the shit. string fish and all that shit. I, Fucking string fish. I, I caught a tuna by accident. I didn't realize that was difficult. I've seen other people like going nuts trying to find a did? tuna. Yeah. Did Did you use bait? No, I just I was just at uh, just, I was just randomly fishing and just caught a tuna. I wasn't even like doing anything special. I was just fishing. Was, just to... Were you on the pier? I maybe it was like the second day I was playing the game, and I was just. I like... feel like they all, they're supposed to only spawn off the pier. Okay, may, maybe. And I've never I've never seen a fish off the pier unless I use bait. No, yeah, no, I've caught some fish off the pier, but like, yeah, maybe that's. I where... am not gonna. Yeah. I am not gonna try to catch that tuna until this freaking bunny day is over. <laughs> the... I, just even this morning. Because I don't want to get a huge a huge shadow and say, hell yeah, yeah. it might be a tuna, and then, oh, I got an egg. Again, the, no, when it was, it's a friction point in the game design. The fact that, like, the bunny day stuff should not, like, wear down your equipment at all. The worst feeling in the world is to have your equipment break just because you wasted it on a fucking... Uh, catching a fish, uh, catching an egg out of the water, or... Oh, yeah. God, guys, what you're doing. I appreciate your enthusiasm for bunny day. But holy shit. Um, but, yeah, Animal Crossing. I think we've officially talked about Animal Crossing as much as we did. Uh, uh, what's it I actually worked on a whole bunch of stuff I've been watching and playing recently. Have you been watching or doing anything else? Uh, we watched Tiger King. What the hell? I, I, I don't even know what this is. I've heard other people talk about it. Oh, Bill, you need to watch Tiger King. <laughs> That's all I've heard about it. <laughs> it's just an... <laughs> it's just... You did. That was a spot-on impression of the entire internet right now. Oh, you have to watch Bubba Bubble. I'm not gonna tell you what it is. I'm just gonna tell you you have to watch it. What the fuck is Tiger King? Um. Now I don't know if this uh, descriptions are gonna be accurate oh, because I've only I've only learned about this person through osmosis, so I'm not sure. But imagine a whole show based on if your sister owned tigers. Oh, my sister specifically, who's like an irresponsible yeah. fucking waste of space. Oh, okay. I can see. I, see, <laughs> I don't know if that's an accurate description because I only know the, your sister's <laughs> descriptions via what you've exactly, said. Exactly. Yeah, by osmosis. Yeah. <laughs> so it's that what? There's more. No, there's more tigers than there are teeth in this. Wow. Okay. <laughs> uh, which that that would make. So this is this is like some train wreck of a human being collecting tigers. Then multiple people in multiple locations. <laughs> Everybody who collects tigers is a trainer. Oh, real? Oh, so this is about, like, the tiger collecting community? Kinda, oh, yeah. No. I mean, it kind of fo it kind of focuses on Joe Exotic, okay. who is the main guy. Joe Exotic? Who is the quote who is, yes, that's I not just, his He's a villager name, I just kicked out of my town, was Joe Exotic. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
No, but it's him having this fight with wow. uh, Carol ba- that bitch Carol Baskins. <laughs> From um, the Baskins and Robin's fortune? <laughs> no, who runs like a tired san- tiger sanctuary and all the tiger collectors hate her. Wow, this is actually... Like, okay, I can an, see why this would be... He lives... A, he's a, in bumfuck nowhere, Oklahoma, running a, like, quote-unquote zoo. Oh, no. And this yeah, is like it's, this it's is a, reality, right? It's not just the yeah. Oh yes, it's, it's very, very, whatever, very yeah. much. It's real, real, real. Ugh. Yeah, if you can w- watch the first episode, and if what? you're like, I don't need is any more Netflix? of that. Yeah. Oh, okay. Say if I don't need any more of that, I'll question your your sanity, because <laughs> but because it only gets more bonkers God. after this. Is it? The, it's the a series episode. too, not a movie. Yeah, okay. it's like six to eight hour long episodes. I can see Kelsey like being that. into that. Oh yeah, because I can. Kelsey's in the hot trash. Yeah. Hey, everybody's into it. <laughs> oh, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. That's okay. Well, I'm glad that. to see it. I have some. I can see why that would be popular then. If the if if we were on Shark Tank and that was the pitch meeting, I'd be like, yeah, I don't. I I don't necessarily need to watch it myself, but I would be smart enough to invest in it. You know. Mm-hmm. Did you still so finish the whole thing too? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's it's a heck of a trip. How many people Just get when eaten you by thought the end? it's you're. <laughs> I can't tell you that. <laughs> I hope someone dies. Come on. Uh, I'm sure I tigers can't tell die. You that. There's a lot of missing limbs. Oh, really? Good. Of people I hope who work some at scarred the park. faces and shit. Yeah. Oh my god. Hey, speaking speaking of, have you ever heard of Roar? Oh yeah. Isn't that like? It wasn't like one of Paltrow's dad was in Roar. Like, there's someone famous whose family is in Roar because they grew up. Like in a tiger community or something yeah, like the, that. Yeah, the the lady for the um oh what's her butt from Psycho. Oh uh the wait the lady who dies, not um. Yeah, yeah. Would that be Jennifer, Jen, 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 Jennifer Lee Curtis? Wait, who's the lady from Jennifer? Wait, who's? I want it. Why? If only we had some sort of computer let's, let's, to look let's at see, this. Who's up. in Halloween? Jamie Luke is that Hall- Jamie Lee Curtis's like mom? I can't remember. Let me. I'll just look up the friggin' Roar thing. documentary. Um, Tippy Hedren. That's, that's what Tippi I Hedren. was thinking in my oh, head. Oh, that's but I didn't that's get it it's still. And Melanie Griffin is in it. <laughs> she got her face fucking ripped apart in it. Wait, Melanie Griffith? Yeah. Wait, is this before or after she became famous? Uh, it was 1981. Oh wow! So they must have done pretty good plastic surgery. Mm-hmm. Wait, is this a documentary? Or is this fake? It's 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 a it is a, a it's, it's a fake ass movie with real uh, ass. Because I'm cats. looking at the thing. Okay, because you said Tippi Hedren, and that's that's I could see why you said Psycho because that's she was in the Birds, which is still Hitchcock. But yeah. Oh, the Birds. Uh, Mil- oh, I thought you I thought you were saying that Melanie Griffith actually got her face ripped off when she was like six. <laughs> like I was like, that's no, really no, good no. plastic surgery. If she'd be able to star after that. Um, okay. No, she she was like laying on the ground and the tiger was on top of her and put his paws on either side of her face and the claws went into her face and rather than going backwards, she went forwards. Wow, okay. That's a smart... Yeah. Wow, Melanie Griffith. Who would have thought she's that smart? Especially as a kid. Um, That's smart. No, she did the bad. Wait, moving forward. She went forward. forward into the claws. Into, oh, into the, the claws. claws. I thought like... I was thinking that like the teeth and like you don't want to no. pull backwards because you're pulling against the teeth but if you push forward so you get some wiggle room and then like then I don't know. No, she went forward, so the claws went backwards Jesus, against her okay. face. Yeah. Melanie Griffith scars. <laughs> <laughs> Something I didn't think of when I woke up this morning. I'd be uh, uh 
Googling. Oh, yeah, I guess no, she but does. I... Uh, oh, no, she's... No. <laughs> That's Melanie Griffith? Her nose is falling. <laughs> uh, the, uh, looking up uh, Melanie Griffith's scars just highlighted... I guess she's had a whole bunch of plastic surgery. I don't know if it was related to that tiger. But now she's getting old and like her nose is falling apart. Oh, she has yeah. uh, skin cancer scare on her nose. This is something I didn't mm. even know about today. Anyway, it's true! <laughs> I'm glad to see Tiger King's treating you pretty well, though. Yeah, what else you been doing? Man, do you ever see Onward, Man. the new Pixar movie? I, we, I, Kelsey watched it. John I, was disinterested, so I played with blocks in it in the hall with him while it was on. It's okay. Yeah, there's there's no songs. Yeah, it's all right. Yeah. I didn't hate it, but like I was kind of. I guessed the twist halfway through, and I only I was not gonna watch the second half because I guessed the twist, and I looked it up online, and I was like, okay. I, there's not much of a twist. Spoilers for onwards. Um, the twist is that like instead of both of the kids meeting the, their dead dad, only the one guy does. Um, but mm -hmm. it's okay. I, it's, I, it's, it's funny how much that movie was exactly the movie I thought it was going to be from the trailers, where I was like, I mean, I, that's cute, but, like, I don't care about D&D fantasy shit. And that's mm. what, really, that whole movie is. And, um, which people point out, I didn't realize that Netflix movie Bright was the same thing, where it's like, what if fantasy I, things continued into urban modern day stuff? I feel like it would have been better if they had stylized it more. Yeah, it's it's weird that how it really just looks like modern day, except occasionally, like, like buildings will kind of look like castles at the top. And I guess the main family, they live in, like, a mushroom, like the Smurfs, but... Yeah. yeah. Um, it is a little weird how, like, their stepdad cop is a centaur. And there's a whole... They keep on doing jokes about how he's too his ass is too big to fit in his cop car. And at the end, the thing is like, oh, he realized he doesn't need his cop car anymore. He could just run around. Which is like, why didn't he just do that from the start? It's not like that was a lesson that guy because needed to learn. Because they lost the old ways. So and I guess society, all of society has learned the new ways just because these two kids have talked to their dead dad. I, I don't know. It was kind of weird. Well, they brought, uh, they summoned a dragon and shit. I guess maybe the dragon makes everyone realize, at least in that town, that magic can still be a thing, I guess. I don't know. Well, yeah, um, and the, the, the main <laughs> character, Captain Pooper, uses a bunch of music. Well, watching magic. that movie, I was like, okay, well, at least in the grand tradition of Mrs. Incredible, I'm glad to see like, that short stack mom fulfill some kind of sexual quote for some part of the, uh, for some, some members of the audience, because I'm sure some people out there are like, thank God someone made a short, thick, sexy mom for me to jerk off over. Um, because their mom. <laughs> thank heavens. Thank heavens. It's just one of those things. I'm, I'm tuned enough, to, tuned into the internet. I don't know if I can go like, yep, someone's jerking off to that mom. Um, yeah, onwards okay, but I yeah. I saw Emma, which is the latest. Uh, do you do you know anything about Jane Austen? Yeah, yeah. It's an adaptation of her book Emma, which I guess has done been done a whole bunch of times. I think most recently, like twenty years ago, it was like a Gwyneth Paltrow movie. I don't know what the hell was going on in that because I don't know anything about like Regency era politics, but it's very it's stars Anna Taylor Joy who was in The Witch, The Vivitch, and uh, the two latest uh, M Night Shyamalan movies that the, the kind of the sequels to Unbreakable. Uh, yeah, Emma is all about some. She's like a snotty rich girl living like an 1819 England, and she's trying to. I guess this is all this is the same story that Clueless. The movie with Alicia Silverstone was based off of? 
Is is this the old version? No, it's a brand new. Cause then it's didn't it, they do an Emma before? They've done like, like eighteen the, the hours. VH, this is the most the, recent one. The VHS covers like her with a bow and arrow. Exactly. That's that's you know what I looked magic. it up and that that it, it's Gwyneth Paltrow with a bow and arrow and that's that they essentially just made. I mean, I was gonna say they didn't remake the movie. They just made another adaptation of the same book that's based off of. But you know what? The, the funny thing about that movie is actually this new version just called Emma with a dot at the end. Um, mm. it's just really pretty looking, like, the way they filmed it and everything, like, I was like, this movie, like, partially CGI, because, like, the countryside and everything, like, the costumes are really nice, uh, the main star, Anna Taylor-Joy, she's, like, really great and snotty, and it's just, like, for something I didn't think I would be into, I thought it was actually pretty good. Um, uh, we talked about Cats last week, and in the wake of that, I saw two cool YouTube videos about the movie Cats, There's one by a YouTuber named Maggie Mae Fish, who talks about how... Uh, is it, she did a video about how crazy T.S. Eliot, the guy who wrote the poems that Cats is based off of, was. Mm. And that that did a lot to ex- explain why those poems are fucking crazy. Because I guess that guy was, like, an insane cat person, but also, like, a fascist who was really into, like, Hitler and shit like that. And I was like, well, that's... No. That explains a lot about fucking cats, I guess. And Lindsay Ellis, she's done a thousand pop culture videos about other stuff, and she did a big, big, big yeah. She, her we put were, out our we put out our thing going, cats be stupid, and she's like, here is the history of cats. And, and yeah. smart, she really just did our podcast, but cats. smarter. She made a lot of the same points. So her big thing is talking about how the the uncanny valley between like the stuff you can get away with in, in a theatrical presentation doesn't work in a real, real quote unquote more realistic film yeah. setting. Uh, there was that. Um, the TV show. Be- yeah, we're basically Lindsay Elliot. Yeah, point. Lindsay Elliot. Is that like Billy Elliot's sister? Is Billy Elliot? And Lindsay Ellis. Yeah. Is Billy Elliot an Adam Sandler movie or is that something else? No, no. You're thinking Billy Madison. <laughs> Did we do Billy Madison? That teacher yes. was hot. Sure. <laughs> Uh, I finished up watching Picard. The new Star Trek show it was really disappointing. They did a really cool thing where they brought back spoilers for Star Trek Picard. They brought back Data just to kill him off at the end, and then they. How many times has Data been killed off? Because uh, he did half a dozen times. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, they killed him off in the most recent, like the last Star Trek Next Generation movie that came out like 15 years ago. Who? And they brought up who comes back more comic characters at or Star least Trek. Data characters? is a robot, so it makes sense that you could just like upload his mind to like a PlayStation what about 2 when they memory card. Back Tasha Yar was oh, like that she's was, alien that now. That was the best thing with Tasha Yar. It wasn't actually Tasha Yar. It was her. It was an alternate universe version of, Tal, of Tasha Yar, who then went back in time. Got sexually assaulted by Romulans and had a daughter that look happened to look exactly like her, but evil. <laughs> this is the most soap opera General Hospital shit ever. But oh man! But yeah, Picard. I had a good time watching Picard. Picard, Picard is very good cast, but the and it was cool to see. Like I never cared much about Star Trek Voyager, but everyone loves that Seven of Nine lady who was the sexy Borg lady. She shows up in Picard, and she shows up for mm. no reason in Picard, but she's fun to watch anyway. But yeah, Picard was a little disappointing. Um, yeah, happy time. Uh, and I just wanted to point out a couple things. Just that's that's most of the things I've been doing lately. I just wanted to point out a couple of things that I've been watching on YouTube and listening to podcasts of. If, if people are, are starving for things to watch or listen to, as everyone's stuck in their homes these days, mm. have you been watching anything on YouTube recently that's not like stuff for your kid? Oh sure, yeah. I'll have to look at my history. To yeah, this is something I got to is. thinking about last night because I, I find myself these days watching YouTube more than anything else, or even more than movies <laughs> or TV shows. 
I've been falling asleep to Crow Nintendo, so there's that. Oh, really? That... <laughs> Multiple people have told Crow Nintendo on Twitter that they fall asleep to his videos, and he gets all like, I don't know why people keep on telling me this. I guess it's, I should be... Like, he's like, this feels like it should be an insult, but I'll just take it as a compliment. Well, there's a lot of, you know, a lot of YouTube videos you watch, and in the middle of it, all of a sudden, people should be scream laughing or just yeah. screaming, and you're like, it'll wake you up. Where's this crowd Nintendo? Just... Well, he also has a very quiet he voice. He just keeps the same, the same, yeah. like, volume. And he's always like, through. this is a game that came out in March of 1989. It's made by Pony yeah, Canyon. He'll be like... This game made me very mad. <laughs> yeah, and he never... He, yeah. This is a real garbage game, and that's about as heated as he gets. The loudest his videos ever get to is when he starts up another... When he starts talking about a new game, and it's that weird, like, choo, choo, choo music that he was... Yeah. His, <laughs> also, Nintendo. I, I love his videos start with, like, this big boink sound. <laughs> that looks, mm -hmm. Oh, God, it's 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 great. It's like an old man trying to put together videos. Um, <laughs> But, yeah. Uh, I found this... Um, YouTube series called One Hit Wonders by a YouTuber named Todd in the Shadow who um, he does a lot of music review like pop culture music review videos but his series and specifically uh, One Hit Wonders is all about him just doing the history of bands who just had one hit wonder pop songs uh, a lot of the stuff is music bands from the 80s mm. and stuff but he also does like 90s and into the aughts and like he did a one-hit wonder all about was it robin thick and what's that song blurred lines so like even goes as recent as that but like they're they're like 20 minute long little yeah little uh, little essays about like come on eileen how was the how and why did the song come on eileen ever exist and i'm trying to think of anything but that's been he's, he's got like a thousand of those videos so that's been nice to watch um mm -hmm. there's a youtuber named summoning salt who uh, has a bunch of uh, videos about the history of various speedruns. Um, oh, yeah. I think I've watched that one. Yeah, again, it's not, like, super well-produced or anything like that, but the guy is very good. Actually, no, I I'm gonna take that back, because his editing skills and his presentation of... He does a really good, draw a good job of... I don't care about video game speedruns. Even with... Mm -hmm. I'll, I'll watch, like, Summer Games Done Quick and stuff like that, and it'll be fun to watch people speedrun, but I don't care about the history of speedruns. Uh, but this guy does a very good job. He'll sit down and say, okay, this is the history of uh, Super Mario Brothers speedruns. And he'll be like, okay, the first like documented speedrun of Super Mario Brothers that we still have video of is like from 2004. This VH VHS tape made by this guy. And once people started uploading their, their, their videos to the internet, like, okay, this guy beat this other guy and he used this new tactic. And he just like, he'll just explain in very clean and easy to understand layman terms about how they found different glitches in different games and how the speed runs of like, how they made the run of different games more efficient and stuff like that. And um, it's, it's really fascinating to see how uh, speed running uh, theories and, and <clears throat> executions are very iterative and how all these different speedrunners can collaborate to like bring down the mm -hmm. run times for all these different games and like he'll talk about Castlevania originally started off like oh originally everyone thought like the low the fastest you could ever be the original Castlevania was in like 17 minutes but now they've got it down to like eight minutes and just him talking about that for like an hour can actually be legitimately fascinating and it's an over and it's all edited very dramatic not super dramatically but like Again, just t telling the story. It's like a, it, as just as a storytelling exercise. I think summoning salt does a really good job of that. And yeah, and he doesn't have a ton of videos, but the videos he does have are, are yeah, weirdly fascinating for something that I should on paper not care about. Yeah. Um, there's a Star Trek YouTuber named Steve Shives, 
who's he just does a talking head podcast where he just reviews Star Trek stuff and and talks about Star Trek like theories and things like that. It's weird because he's actually the rare uh, Star Trek YouTuber who's both well-spoken and super liberal. Like, he opens it like, yeah, fucking Star Trek's all about, like, hippie communism and shit like that. If anyone disagrees with that, they're a fucking idiot. And he's not, like, super angry or anything like that, but he's just, like, kind of a funny guy, and I like him. But yeah, that's Steve Shives. Um, I've been watching a lot of Chef John, who he's a... Oh, fuck. You hate Chef John? I don't hate Chef John, but the sound of his voice. <laughs> okay, I knew the way he I know, talks. I know a couple people hate Chef John, cause this. I I can't. I I would love to watch his videos, but I can't. I cause he'll be like, and we add a couple sticks of butter into the pot, and you're like, why did you go up yeah. there? Why was that inflection there? You didn't need that inflection. I, it drives me crazy. Also, I know a couple I people who hate him because he him. sounds like so much like a corny science teacher, cause he's got like old grandpa humor jokes. Be like, if he didn't have that that weird inflection, I, he, I would yeah. I would watch all his videos. But jeez, <laughs> fuck, I can't handle that way the dude. Yeah, talks. I think his channel is actually called Food Wishes, but the host is named Chef. Yes, John. it is. Um, I've been watching a lot of uh, Bon Appetit videos. That's the thing where well, they have a whole bunch of different series of videos, but they're most famous for Claire Saffitz. She does the gourmet makes, where she's a pastry mm-hmm. chef and she'll try to make like gourmet like Twinkies and Twix and Snickers bars and Skittles and things like that, and that's always fun. And uh, They've been doing a good job of actually uh, not just focusing on her, but also having videos from other people in the same test kitchen that she works in. And there's a whole YouTube community based around, like, slash fic pairing different chefs, and specifically Claire, who's, like, the most popular star. Uh, there's a big knucklehead named Brad that she works with, and... They obviously have a very kind of flirty relationship. The internet gets all like, Ooh, I hope they get married someday. And, but it's those, yeah, Bonnet Appetit videos can still be really entertaining. And, uh, yeah, just two more things. Uh, Toy Galaxy. Um, I got into toy collecting in the last couple years, and Toy Galaxy is probably the best uh, toy-related YouTube stream I've been watching. Uh, Very short, very concise uh, videos that are hosted by, again, it's rare for YouTube, but a very very well-spoken host who's pretty funny. And, like, the fact that everything's short and to the point point is is really well appreciated. Uh, The videos, the production values, and the editing of the videos are really nice. He'll bounce bounce back and forth between just doing uh, reviews of toys... He'll do random things of, well, he'll just, like, play around in, like, a little photo box and show off, like, things he's gotten recently or things that people sent him. He'll do histories of different toy-related things or sometimes just general pop culture stuff. He'll do, like, just, like, a 15-minute history of the Thundercats or something like that. And he, he just does, you know, just general, like, toy-centric but old 80s pop-culture-oriented pop videos. And, yeah, Toy Galaxy is is, is really nice. And, uh, this is, this is one of the weirder things. It's not actually weird, it's actually kind of lame, uh, but I'm into it. There's a, I think the YouTube channel is called Screen Junkies Universe, and this is the YouTube channel that produces the Honest Trailers. Uh, you've probably seen them on YouTube, Mm. and the Honest Trailers by themselves aren't necessarily always that great. But I found these guys from watching an Honest Trailer. After watching an Honest Trailer, it dumped me into uh, the SJU videos, which are the videos produced by the people who write and produce those Honest Trailers. And those people are actually seem kind of nice. And it's kind of funny because they work for this entertainment company that makes has them making stuff like Honest Trailers. 
and I just started watching them about a year ago, and it's funny because right when I started watching them, and watching them, they have just, I guess their business had just gotten sold from one business entity to another, and over the course of the last year, it's been funny to watch the, these people who make the honest videos trailers try to put on this daily like pop culture, like news show, as their set is falling apart because I guess whoever bought them is not investing that much money into their program anymore. And them just trying to report on nerd news while the world itself is kind of falling apart is kind of interesting. And, the, and, the, and this is all, it's just, it's, it's, it's not a, it's, it's just a news show hosted by these guys who make the Honest Trailers videos. But it's interesting that like, it's almost like, it almost seems, it seems like it could be a drama or like an, almost like a fictional YouTube video series in of itself of like watching these people trying to put on a brave happy face about like making a new show about like here we're gonna we're gonna tell you all the latest news in the Marvel what's going on with like Marvel and Disney but like putting on that brave face while also just acknowledging the fact that their job is kind of horseshit at the same time it's kind mm -hmm. of interesting but yeah it's that's an acquired taste and there's some I, I like that just for some kind of weird matter reasons but yeah that's that's SJU Screen Junkies this universe I think it's called or whatever but uh, it's kind of interesting uh, but that's the YouTube stuff I've been watching uh, lately. Have you been watching anything else on YouTube? Uh, I got sucked in. He doesn't have a ton of videos either, but uh, OKI Weird Stories. Oh, I never heard of that. On YouTube? No, it started because he, he did a five-part series on something called The Cult of Theory Tilly, which I, just, I can't remember. I think huh. it was French, maybe. But it was this con man who, like, basically made these people think that there were hitman. This family think that there were hitman after that. Oh, really? Robbed them of all their money and shit. And he did a, a, a bunch of videos on John McAfee. Oh, wow. The software what's, dude what's, who's fucking nuts. What's the guy, What's the YouTube channel called? Uh, OKI, apostrophe S. Okay. O-Keys, Weird Stories. I'll have to Google that. Sounds really... I've heard some pretty crazy shit about that McAfee. My fr my friend and housemate Joshin, he knows someone who was actually working with McAfee for a while, and so mm. he was getting some inside dirt that I didn't even understand what was going on. But it sounds like that guy's like a legit, legit like Howard Hughes maniac. Yes. Wow. Okay. Yeah, that's the hit. That his channel is actually where I, I learned about Roar. Oh, really? Movie. Okay, cool. Yeah. He, he does a half an hour thing on it, and he does a he did a two videos on um the like uh uh the Japanese World War II holdout who was in the Oh, that thing. I always that thought that was like an urban legend. For, okay, that's... For like 29 that's years. Cool. Yeah, yeah, he did a bunch of videos that I... I can I, see it for me, because I know for the longest time for podcasting, you would always recommend me the the Crazy History podcast. Hardcore, hardcore History, history yeah. yeah. <laughs> I guess Crazy History is a little more vague, but Hardcore History, yeah. Is Hardcore History still updating? Yeah, oh, okay. I haven't listened to it for a while, but yeah. yeah. Um, he's still going. Any other videos, stuff you've been watching? Uh, I've I was looking at my history and I have gone through a metric fuck ton of the best of Giant Bomb. Really? Okay, just a yeah, bouncing yeah. around, no particular like like yeah okay yeah. That yeah. Giant Bomb's just good. Just tons yeah. of it. Yeah. Um, especially yeah. it's other it's kind of that, funny to really. see them scrambling. Uh, they they've been streaming from home now. And so, like, Abby will just do, like, you know, like, streaming from home playing The Sims or Animal Crossing or... Uh, Jeff Gerstmann, I guess it's not the best of, because the best of Giant Bomb stuff is archival, it's not new stuff. But Jeff yeah. Gerstmann these days, he's just been, uh... 
he'll just like play like terrible Donkey Kong games on his computer and just stream that out. And sometimes he's not even talking over it because he has a baby. So sometimes he'll be like cradling his baby while playing like terrible like computer ports of Donkey Kong from like 1984. Well, like just mm -hmm. quietly, just yeah, it's kind of interesting. But yeah, I'm glad to see those guys are still kicking. I'm still listening. I still listen to the. Do you still listen to the Bombcast or the Beastcast at all? Yeah, I'm gonna listen to both yeah. of them. Um. Yeah, actually, speaking of podcasts, any of the podcasts you've been listening to? Oh, the usual. My I, I my job's considered essential, so I still have to go to work every uh, day. Oh, so you still have a commute? Um. Mm -hmm. Okay. What else? Well, I also listen to it at work because I'm. Oh, okay. Yeah. Myself during most of the day. Uh, Giant Bomb stuff, McElroy stuff. Okay. I need to catch up with um, the McElroys. Yes, you do. <laughs> You sure? You got plenty. The of besties I, moved. I just... uh, I've been listening to the besties. They're on uh, sound. Sound. That's was it. SoundCloud. Spotify. 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 Yeah. Yeah, that's great for them. I'm not gonna download <laughs> Spotify for one podcast. I I downloaded it on my Apple TV, so I just listened to it on there. I listened to Tardy of the Party. What? I have Why to. Why would you do that? Actually, I to. don't. I appreciate the fact that you'll listen to our episodes after I've. Uh, dumped them into the Dropbox just to make sure nothing's gone wrong. And you've caught a, mm -hmm. a lot of mistakes I've made. We're like, Bill, you have why is it? So I suddenly everything That's quiet for 10 minutes. I'm like, oh shit, I meant to drop something into there, but I forgot. Yeah. Um, I've been listening to the Neighborhood Listen, which is uh, Paul Tompkins' podcast where they like uh, they do improv in characters uh, and do like read some of the reviews from the Neighborhood app. Oh really? Okay. That's pretty yeah, cool. Yeah, and have have characters that are supposed to be the people that wrote some of the reviews. I think Joshin like listens that. to that because he's always talking about Paul F. Tompkins. Yeah. Yeah, the usual shit. Um, I fell into... Uh, oh, Mickey Mouse's Clubhouse, if you want to know anything about Mickey Mouse's Clubhouse. It's got plenty of is that, that actually like a, new, like a history thing, or is that for adults? Puppy Dog, puppy dog Pals? No, uh, it's Disney Junior. I was going to say with the kid and everything like that, yeah. Um, man, um, yeah, yeah. little kid shows are either everybody's an asshole and eventually learns their lesson at the uh -huh. end, or everybody's super chill and just gets, gets along. along and just hang I, out, pref yeah. I prefer the gets along thing where rather than skills, a character's like, oh, I'm going to be a horrific dick <laughs> through this entire thing. And at the end be like, I'm sorry. I, I didn't realize I was hurting everybody else's feelings. Yeah. Kind of like my little pony, I guess. Um, mm -hmm. uh, speaking of YouTube stuff. Uh, have you ever seen... Oh, God, what was it called? The Video Game Years? Mm -hmm. It's, uh... This is something I fell into, like, a year ago I was watching. Uh, the Video Game Years, I think that's what it's called, was a series produced by Pat the NES Punk, who... Oh, yeah, I know I him. know him only because he had shown up in a couple uh, Angry Video Game Nerd videos, but I guess he and a other couple uh, people had done this very lengthy YouTube series about like seven or eight years ago just documenting the history of different years just like what like i think starting in like 1979 and going all the way up until like 1989 just like here's everything video game related that came out that was notable in like 1979 or 1984 you know whatever given year within that decade mm -hmm. and they'll talk about like this is what this is what was happening in pc gaming this is like it's it's an intro very interesting history report and as a result of that um Pat the NES Punk, I saw that he he has a uh, podcast called The Completely Unnecessary Podcast, which is funny because I don't listen to it for Pat the NES Punk. I listen to it because of his co-host, 
who is not like anyone who's like a real video game expert or anything like that, but he runs a video game, used video game shop. And his yeah. stories uh, about the fucking fucktards who come into his store <laughs> uh, and just like fuck up the place or steal stuff. That's actually that's 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 actually entertaining, and that's yeah that's that's the CU podcast, the completely unnecessary podcast. Um, they do have a YouTube channel where they host video excerpts from the podcast, but they also just have an audio podcast. And I listen to that. Pat the NES Punk is fine, but he can be a little yeah. grating. But like yeah, his his buddy Ian Ferguson's a, a blast. Um, yeah, he's no Mike Matei. I oh see, I've worked with Mike Matei. Shut up, Phil. I can't. It's not like anything's legally keeping me coming out with the shit talk. But uh, have you seen? So have have you seen what's going on with Angry Video Game Nerd these days? Where I guess he's he high. I guess because he has two kids now, he doesn't have time to write and direct his own stuff anymore. So I think he is like the Angry Video Game Nerd stuff is now is being managed by like an outside company, and it's those people. That's why like the Angry Video Game Nerd channel now is mostly. Like, James Rolfe talking with a bunch of guys who just showed up out of nowhere? Oh, and it's because yeah. it's that company. And so I guess those guys are the ones really writing all the angry video game nerd reviews now. And I, I, I mean, that's part of the reason. That's kind of the rise of Mike Matei was the fact that James Rolfe, I guess he couldn't do so much content himself anymore. So he had to hand so much of the, the YouTube channel over to Mike Matei. And I guess Mike's been doing a lot of stuff with those guys those from that third party company that's doing all the yeah so that's weird well if you don't want to say it i'll say it. he sucks and i've never around him entertaining yeah my garbage person ain't so great and i mean i barely watch the uh the actual angry video game nerd episodes anymore just because i yeah he's gonna swear at the video game and call it poopy from a butt i got it slaps his balls. It is one thing, after you've stuff. done that for a decade, there's not much more to do. Like, aside from the fact that he's pretty much talked about every retro game that he could. But, yeah, it's it's kind of unfortunate that it all just kind of turned into the Mike Matei channel, plus here's old. And the weirder thing, too, is they're doing these movie reviews now, too, that seem like they're just yeah. trying to ape the Red Letter Media best of the worst stuff. Very specifically, because mm-hmm. it's a bunch of guys, like, we'll have four guys just sitting around... Like, let's just talk about terrible movies for a while. Not to say... Like, it turns out turns out the more you watch them, the more you go to hate them. <laughs> well, that's... And not to say that Red Letter Media invented that format, but it seems no. like very specifically they're going for that vibe, though. Um, have you ever seen Best of the Worst? Yeah. Yeah. Um, which, that's still going strong. They had a fucking amazing episode recently about a movie called Robot in the Family with Joey Pants, which... That's the terrible thing. They find all this great stuff that would be great to cover on Awful April, but it's Red Letter Media. They already did it, so why gild the lily? That's why I was, like, so afraid to talk about The Room, because they already, they had their own Room episode, and I was like, how Christ. Everybody did The Room. Yeah, room. well, that's the thing, but the rare the Room was actually bad enough to actually kind of justify our own take on it, but... Um... But, yeah, uh, whatever their, uh, podcast stuff. Uh, The Coolness Chronicles! The Coolness Chronicles only has, like, three listeners! Um... And it's technically not like, it's actually, I was going to say, maybe it's not the best podcast in the world, but it is so much better than I could make it sound. Ours. Like. Oh. <laughs> so the coolness, chron- <laughs> the cool, I don't know what this episode, what, what this uh, coolness chronicles uh, podcast was supposed to be, but it is, it, it, whatever, whatever the guy, whatever the episode was supposed to be, I think it was, it's hosted by one guy 
who's like very kind of autistic. Uh, and he mm. seems to have like some social problems in real life and stuff, but he has this podcast where I don't know what the original mission statement of his podcast was, but it has turned into an, a history of Mystery Science Theater 3000. And he's been doing this mm. podcast for like a year and a half now, and he's got, he puts out an episode every two weeks, so he's got like 50 episodes out there, just like blow by blow. Not he, It's not like he's re- uh, reviewing every episode of Mystery Science Theater 3000. But he does go into very deep dive, multi-episode reviews of each season, kind of like collectively, like, he'll talk about, like, these six episodes here, and these six episodes from this this part of the season. And he'll talk about the history of some of the more obscure references on Mystery Science Theater 3000 and stuff. And this guy, he, he busts his balls. He pours a monstrous amount of work into his podcast. Just, mm-hmm. and like, he'll... If they make a reference to one random thing, and he, he that sounds inter- interesting to him, he'll go watch that thing and cut back and, and give you the context for that joke. And it's just, it's it's really well done, and I he's got a Patreon where, like, I'm one of his patrons, one of his patrons, and, like, there's only, like, three other people, but yeah, the Coolness Chronicles, it's, it's, if you, especially if you dig, he, he's starting to finally breach out where he's talking about some other stuff now. Uh, like what, like 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 side episodes, but yeah, the, if if you love Mystery Science Theater 3000, you owe it to yourself to at least give Coolness Chronicles a spin. I could see if maybe it's not up to your taste, but like the guy's definitely putting a lot of work in that podcast, so I uh, listen to that all the time. Uh, there's Blast Points, which is the one Star Wars podcast I listen to. It's hosted by two guys who are both very affable and very funny, and it being a Star Wars podcast, it's the uh, I. Didn't think there could be a Star Wars podcast that could be hosted by two guys who don't sound like they're just assholes about Star Wars all the time. Um, Is there such a thing? That's that's the thing. It's a it's a, just a general catch-all. They'll talk about like the rate the most recent Star Wars news and like things that have come out and stuff like that. But generally, every episode of Blast Points, uh, they talk about some kind of specific thing. Like they'll talk about like the special effects of Star Wars, or. Mm. Uh, <laughs> an episode recently that was all about the feet of star wars talking about the most interesting characters feet like yoda's feet and jar jar mm. Binks's elephant feet and just because they thought it was like so, what's one of them like hey i gotta talk about uh princess Leia's well, that feet, was part of the can joke. we figure out a way yeah can we figure out a way to make it not weird <laughs> well, that was part of the joke they were like well because they just they 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 did they, they did feet because they were like what's the stupidest thing we could talk about as a star wars podcast and they were joking about like how do we talk? Well, how do we talk about feet without turning into just like ninety minutes of just pervo talk? Because you actually don't see any. I don't. Do you even see any naked, naked lady feet in any of the Star Wars movies? I don't think so. Because even Slave Leia. Oh, there's Ula, the slave girl who gets killed by Jabba. You get to see a close up of her feet when she's falling into the pit. But yeah, if you're Quentin Tarantino, there's not a lot of their their Star Wars to, to get you turned on. Mm. But yeah, Blast Four Points in general, they just uh, they talk to a lot of people that have actually worked on Star Wars, and and they're they're just very affable. They 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 they, they kind of poke fun at George Lucas in a very loving way. Their their impersonation of George Lucas cracks me up because they're just always like, "Hey, I'm George Lucas. I like to drink cokes and eat and eat Hershey's chocolate. How you doing?" And but it's just a cute, it's a very cute show. Blast points, go check it out. It's just the most affable Star Wars thing out there I've ever seen. And yeah, they listen to Giant Bomb, they have Beast Cast and stuff like that. And again, it's interesting to hear people like recording their podcasts from home, um, which is not that big a deal. It's almost like we do podcasts from home, but it's funny to see people who used to record in like professional studio now are not recording just like us. But yeah, I'm trying to think of any other entertainment stuff I've seen recently that was 
interesting, but that's kind of all the stuff I've been watching or listening to. Um, and, even before the pandemic, entertainment was kind of in a lull. Yeah. And man, it's going to be interesting because, like, there's, like, people are joking about how, how's it feel to live in a world where Sonic the Hedgehog is going to be the highest earning moneymaker at the movies in 2020? Just because the movie theaters aren't going to open again by the end of the year. So. Yeah. It's like, oh, fucking crazy. Well, that's the funny thing that watching Onward, that came out less than a month ago, and they, they had to dump that on the, on the Disney Plus because who the hell is, you know, like, the, the theaters are all shut down. Um, yeah. I saw, like, last week the official take for the entire United States box office was, like, $5,000, which even then I'm like, mm -hmm. how were there enough people to go to the movie theaters in the middle of this pandemic that anyone was even still like, able to... Because that's, assuming, like, $10 people a ticket... Are... Idiots, That's 100 people who still went to the movies last week. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. but I'm glad people we're, are dumb. I'm glad we're surviving. I, I hope I hope our recommendations for stuff uh, gives people a little more enjoyment, and you can keep on playing your Animal Crossing. Just don't watch Happy Time Murders. No, that's a waste of space. Don't do that. I'm trying to yeah. think of anything else that's coming Dude, out. Dude, should we continue off April? <laughs> That's a good. Well, you know what? For this year, <laughs> that's because I was I was gonna give you a, a gun and a knife and to tell you pick which one you want to kill yourself. With. Yeah. But I don't know because man, I am not feeling what bad movie. <laughs> that's the thing. That's I mean that's 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 one of the nice things about cats because that was so awful that like it begged. Regardless, if it was awful April or not. We like that was a fun thing. I don't know. That's a good question. I, I might poke around. In the... This is a real thing. Assuming we should have mentioned this at the top of the podcast before we drove everyone away with our extra random ramblings this week. But seriously, more than more than usual, if you have anyone has any recommendations, it doesn't even necessarily have to be awful. But anything that we or awful or even old. At this point, we pretty much just want to talk about stuff that makes us happy at this point. So if you guys have any recommendations <laughs> or anything yeah. like that, hit us up, please. Um. Yeah. I'm trying to think of anything. Oh god, should we talk about Bill and Ted's reboot? Oh, or not no, Bill my, and Ted. I was I was gonna say Bill Pick between these two. Oh no, things. what are they? I was gonna say you could watch you could pick between these two live action adaptation of animated movies. Oh no. You could pick between Dragon Ball or Avatar. I've seen Avatar, which hey, we could do, mm. you haven't, right? No. Oh god, that is depressingly bad. But like, it's a. I mean, we could talk about it. I, I would be curious just to see if if, if it's a, as bad as I remember it being. Um, mm. I was lucky to see that. I had a friend take me to a critic screening, and everyone came out of that going like, regardless if they had seen the original show or not. Everyone was like, "What the fuck was that?" Mm -hmm. Um, should we talk about Rise of Skywalker, Little Women? I'm looking at the new movies that I have on hand right now. The new Jumanji. I don't want to watch Rise of Skywalker. Jay and Silent Bob reboot, which three people Ooh. saw. Yoga hosers. <laughs> Did we? No. <laughs> I mean, I'm trying to think of, yeah, I, of all the bad things that, like, yeah, I, mean, I could always, like, go back. Like, I found a movie called Future Cops, which was this movie that's actually kind of a... Uh, an, an unlicensed live-action adaptation of Street Fighter 2 from, like, 1994 that no one's heard about. I don't know if that's mm. actually going to be any good to watch, and I don't think it's easy for anyone to find, so even if we did a podcast about that, everyone would have to just be hearing us describe the movie without being able to watch it themselves, which is always kind of a a bummer. Um, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. We'll have to figure out something. Like I said, I've, I've, I'm sitting on a stockpile of bad movies, but 
Yeah, I mean... I mean, we could... Uh, I, 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 I guess... Unless we wanted to turn the rest of the month into us just talking about what we've been doing, which is just going to be us talking about Animal Crossing. Well, I, I was going to say, we could also just, like... Or, yeah, well, I was going to say, we just resume with, like, the, this Disney stuff, like, yeah. Yeah, the Disney stuff, or force the other person to watch something that we've always wanted them what to watch. What if we kept something? on doing the know. Disney Plus stuff, but we got extra angry and upset about it every week? We got extra... That's easy enough to do. We got, we got fucking Pinocchio Oh, that's the thing! Too. So what, so even if we start, if we, like, next week if we wanted to pick up the Disney Plus... I don't know if you have the notes in front of you, but do you know what we what we would have to do? It'd be the Schwartz, and then it would be Swin's Family Robinson. <sighs> I mean, I could do the Schwartz. The Shorts are no problem. It would, so it'd be like yeah. six, five or six Shorts. Six Shorts. Oh, yeah. for do so. Uh, let me see. I gotta fire some Disney Plus to look at the future of the podcast. I mean, this is this. It's, now it's, we're just talking uh, about like we would offline, where it's just like we're talking about the future of the podcast. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's starting with um, Society Dog Show. It's got the Ugly Duckling in there. Um, okay, so I'm trying to remember. That's right. I forgot. I actually, I had watched the Society Dog Show because uh, yeah. I, I miscounted the last uh, time we did, we talked about it. Uh, okay, Ugly Duckling. Mickey goes vacation or some shit. Our Donald Duck steps out and Mickey Mouse steps out. I don't. Oh yeah, that. so yeah, so it would be shorts. It would be. From the, the from the dog show thing to Tugmoat Mickey, and so oh my god, actually, then it would be three movies episodes in a row. It'd be Swiss Family Robinson, Pinocchio, and Fantasia. That would yeah. essentially take us out to the rest of the month if we started this next week. Because I think no, because we've already this we've already done. There's five episodes this month. We've already killed two with this and cats, mm -hmm. and so it'd be shorts with Family Robinson and Pinocchio. Assuming I didn't pick, we'll have to figure out stuff out. Because I w well, yeah, if we can't figure out, I'll say we'll do the Disney stuff unless we can figure out a bad movie. That we're or like, or, Ooh, or yeah. I could just pick another movie. We could just go back to the Tardy Party thing. I'll just yeah, find another bad, like an, not even a bad movie, but just we'll just say, hey, Cats was bad enough. That was our awful April, and we'll just go back. That to, was the whole. We'll thing. just go back to Disney, <laughs> and then Bill chooses like an old movie. Like we'll just go back to like, cutting the original Tardy of the Party formula with the Disney Plus stuff. Yeah, we, yeah, maybe we'll just. Yeah. I mean, that's the easiest thing to fall back on. Yeah, unless this week I come up with something like amazing, like we gotta watch that, like something that would that's already been on our checklist that maybe we've overlooked that would be also just happen to be perfect for awful April. But yeah, even if we, mm -hmm. yeah, of all uh, of all the Aprils that have been awful, this is definitely the awfulest in the way that like it would give us a get out of free jail card in terms of like okay, and we also we already did one movie for awful April, so. And it was it was yeah, one for well, the ages we, too. One and a half. Yeah, forgot. <laughs> yeah, well, fittingly, because it's the half is the Happy Time Murders, which features puppets, which are half people, kind of. At least from the mm -hmm. waist down. Mm -hmm. I still can't mm -hmm. believe they had all the CGI legs and shit. And also, before we oh no, the, did you not see the end credits? That was practical shit. Oh no, some of the well, then they green screened out some of the. There's there's a couple bits though where I think what they did. There's specifically there's a couple bits where you have Phil, the main puppet guy, where he'll like run into. I can't believe you remembered his name and I did. His name was like Phil Phillips, and I was like, is that supposed to be a joke that you guys couldn't even come up with a real name for this character? <laughs> um, I think what they actually did was actually filmed like an actual person on a green screen stage for a couple of those shots. 
and then mm. put this like put it like a puppet uh, head and hands onto him because the way his body's moving it's like a little person like a like a little shrunk down not even like a dwarf but like i think they took a full-size like six foot tall man on a green screen stage well, the way, and shrunk and... the way the end credits but that's it mostly was, it, it is it like, like yeah the black velvet there was style. puppeteers yeah kind of like bunraku but with a like, green screen also before we end the podcast the last most interesting thing that's happened to me this week um mountain dew has come out with a new flavor called frostbite with a shark on it i only want to talk about mm. it because it's a soda with a shark on it <laughs> if you like blue mm. snow cones it's actually the color the color looks like uh lego pieces when they're kind of like light blue like for water or like tron stuff so that kind of looks kind of cool but yeah it just tastes like blue snow cones so i don't know if anyone cares enough about snow cones that if you want to go try i can't drink that shit that's got like 70 carbs oh, god yeah let's see there's 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 only 91 oh my god <laughs> yeah uh 91 percent huh? of your daily intake of sugar is in one mm. can actually at least they're honest can they're they're honest Not enough even... to say one serving size is one can whereas i remember wow. as a kid they always said it was two servings per can i'm like get the fuck out of here yeah there's yeah. 45 grams of uh carbs wait mm. how is it oh it's 46 <laughs> man there's only there's zero protein i was hoping there was some chicken floating in this <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so yeah, that's the one. The other, I said, yeah, finding the uh, blue snow, which is funny because I don't care about blue snow cones that much, but I, I'm in for any kind of novelty snacks or drinks or anything like that. So, and it's got a shark on it. It's called Frostbite. That's 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 it. That's the only thing else I'm going on around here. That's that's what we've been reduced yep. to. Mountain Dew reviews. <laughs> Worst, I'm Mountain Dew. Send me a crateful. I don't like Mountain Dew that much. They have the cherry flavored game fuel, which I do like. But that's the only Mountain Dew flavor mm. I actually do enjoy. I like Baja Blast. I don't think I've ever had Baja. What's it? Is it like melon flavored? What does Baja yes. taste like? Uh, Taco Bell. Because <laughs> that's where you could originally. Oh, really is that get it? it? No, is? Okay. it's like. Uh, I think the Mountain Dew. It's, I think it's the... more limey. Oh, it's, okay. Uh, I'm not sure exactly what the flavors are, but you can make it because they don't have a diet version, and since I'm keto, I can't have. Oh yeah, that's all right. All that fucking sugar, but you can uh, mix Diet Mountain Dew with. Diet, uh, or zero sugar blue, oh. um, Powerade, and it's basically the same damn thing. Okay. Uh, I guess this Mountain Dew Frostbite, looking it up on the internet now, I guess it's a Walmart exclusive. I got grocery delivered from mm. Walmart this week, and I was trying to get some diet soda, and I forgot to uncheck the don't replace this option. And so for some reason, mm. they replaced it with the Mountain Dew Frostbite, which I love. I mean, diet soda is almost as bad for you as normal soda, but it's funny that they thought, like, this person wanted diet soda, so let's obviously just give them this new snow cone-flavored shark soda <laughs> as a replacement. It's almost the same thing, but... Well, they were like, who ordered it, Bill? No, oh, Bill, he'll yeah, eat he'll anything, break. Christ. Yeah, so... <laughs> That's Tardy of the Party. This is the second yeah. and maybe last Tardy, uh, last week of Awful April we'll ever do. Who knows? Who knows? Oh, He's Mudrid on Twitter. I'm the Grumpy Turtle on Twitter. Tardy Pack has Twitter. All that stuff. Whatever. Do we need... We fill the hole. There's no way to share, like, our Animal Crossing towns or anything like that. That's another thing. Not, when you go I visit mean... another person in Animal Crossing, why do they just list the town name and not the name of the person you're going to go visit so it becomes extra complicated to figure out who you're going to go see? Like, sometimes I'll know. go to the airport and be like, okay, I'm just going to go fly to a random person's town, which I guess if I'm just looking for a random person's town, who I'm going to visit doesn't matter that much. But they'll be like... Well, yeah, you... They'll like... I don't know about you, but I only ever have one person, maybe, I'll have that Oh, really? I usually have two or three. Um, but, mm. like, they'll be like, you can fly to Poo Poo Town, 
Buseyville, mm -hmm. so I know that's you. Or like, yeah. like Coho, and I'm like, what the fuck is Poopooville and Coho? And I'll go there, and I'm like, I have no idea who this person is. Even when I'm meeting them in the game, I'm like, hi, who are you? <laughs> so, yeah. But yeah, I'm in Sweet Haven, you're Buseyville, so if you ever see us pop up in your list, that's us. And yeah, look, check our Twitters. Uh, we have our friend codes on yeah, there. Yeah, that's true. And, yeah, uh... we're always posting. You haven't posted. Well, yeah. you don't tweet that often, but you have been making some no. Animal Crossing posts, though. Yeah, and uh, we'll usually open our gates and what? Like, hey, my gates are open. How much are you selling? How much is uh, your your turnips selling for today? Because it is. We I are recording this are, on a Sunday. No. Oh, she's selling it for 106. Can you? I did see people are upset because I guess if you try to sell, if you've got a friend who has Flick in their town, Flick won't sell to you. They'll only sell to whoever. Yeah, that. So I don't know. That makes sense because you just have a huge conglomerate of people like who are getting Flick in their town every day, and they would be going to their various places. Well, that's what I was wondering. I don't know if you could. Cause like if if I find out Sal, no, I think you can. I think you can still go to get Joan from another place. Yeah, cause the turnips. Cause like you could do that in the past, but like yeah, if, if like next week if suddenly if suddenly it's not Sal Jones anymore. It's Sal Jones' daughter. I guess Sal Jones has has yeah. bad knees now. She says it's her daughter. Yeah. But like if I'm selling, if it turns out she's just just selling like turnips for like fifteen bells next week. I don't know if I if I invited other people in my town if they could still buy from her. Um. I believe so. I did see people are making killing because you can sell. Oh yeah, because you can sell to Timmy and Tommy, so it works the reverse way though, at least. Where if there's they're buying for a yeah, lot. I got a get a. I bought one just so I could put it on the ground for a tarot so I can give myself an ant. Oh, what do you? Oh, you just want an ant for the. That's a good idea. Yeah, once they spoil after a week, uh, ants will show that's, up. On that's that's. I didn't think because like I I think right now turnips are selling today for like a hundred and six bells so they're practically useless well not practically useless mm. that the nice thing is if like there's an animal crossing subreddit and people will post if like they're selling if if the if the value of turnips has gone up and so you can go go so i could even for 106 bells i could probably buy turnips and probably find someone on, on reddit this week or somebody i follow on twitter will probably have a decent markup on those but yeah maybe i'll just buy one just to get the end i didn't think about that so okay Anyway, yeah. we're wrapping this up. Anyway, we're wrapping it up. Don't watch Happy Time Murders. It's sad and boring. If you've seen the trailer, you've really seen the movie. It's it's, it's one of those yeah. movies. Watch the Red Band trailer. You'll see all the jokes. Yeah. And that's it. Happy Time trailer, that's you it. suck. Yeah. Movie, you suck. Yeah. Um, keep your holes with pop culture. Go play Animal Crossing, whatever. I'm going to... Double XP weekend, the battle passes, and then Call of Duty. You know so what? They haven't given me my free battle test skip tier thing. You might have missed it. What? I don't know. It might have been a temporary oh, thing. Oh, I'll be pissed. Because I've Did been checking. Check I've been checking. I need to check their Twitter. Because I wasn't mm. playing. Like, I checked in before you said that there was a bug, so I wasn't playing during the bug. Uh, mm. I, mean, I'm, I'm, I mean, if I played a whole bunch today, like, I'm only... Like ten levels away from the end, end anyway, so I could like, yeah, I could play for an afternoon still. Yeah, it's today. But and tomorrow, well, I did so see you, the thing that even if time. you're maxed out, if you get that skip tier thing, that you also skip tiers on the next if you buy the next battle next pass. Time, yeah. So that's nice. So it's yeah. still worth something to you. Sh anyway. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, maybe we'll. I don't maybe know. We'll, we'll, maybe, maybe we'll play together later on the Saturday or something. 
Yeah, yeah, I'm all right. Until then, we're going to go. Right. But yeah, you guys take care of yourselves. Hope you guys sort of survive the pandemic. Seems like the next two weeks in particular will be really rough for everybody. It's weird yeah, to think, too. Like, usually at least you could say, well, at least everybody in America. But this is like a worldwide thing. So everyone out mm -hmm. there, be careful. Be safe. Be good to yourself mm -hmm. above all things. Because everyone needs some some self-love in these days. And by this, I mean, I guess masturbate, I guess that's what I'm talking about. I don't know. So long as you don't touch your face. I I've seen people, I've gotten chastised by, like, as, if, if you haven't been out of the house in three weeks, and no one else has been, at, like, you can touch your face in your home. Oh, Bill, you you can touch your face all you want. You haven't seen daylight in five exactly. years. Exactly, yeah. I am the most, <laughs> yeah, I, 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 was, I was born into this darkness. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, that? you guys go. We're going to end the podcast now. There's baby stuff. Oh, no. Come here, bud. We're gonna have a special guest at the end. It's not gonna be the end. Hi, buddy. Tell him not to All touch right. his face. Don't touch your face, John. <laughs> what? Happy Oh, thank you. Happy baby. All right. Yeah, that's okay. Uh, that's it. Oh, you just came in to say hi. He just smashed in, all Kool-Aid man style, like he <laughs> He's do. a kid. Okay, cool. We'll talk to you guys next week. Right. We don't know what the hell next week's no. episode is gonna be. Nope. When you post this episode, uh, you have to put like, the anime gift should just be somebody shrugging. <laughs> yes. Okay. That'll be we'll good. go. Yeah. Can you say bye bye? Bye bye. Bye bye. All is for my mistress, all is for my maid. Sweetness that I took for, sweetness that she gave to me. Bye.